from that carnival ride up, I think, at the was it in Traverse City? That looked like it was in a it's full of people, and it looked like it was gonna tip over and <laughs> everybody rushed to help balance the thing. I was reading from the Eric Zane Show podcast and they had the video. <laughs> And his quote was, poverty, carny ride at Michigan Hillbilly Convention goes bonkers, dirt people rush to help. Oh, Zane. He just, he, every time Eric Zane, it seems like he's going to settle down and just be a good guy. Just... He completely, he completely alienates a, a, a half his audience. It's amazing. On a serious note, that how about the people who came and balanced that? Now I'm not going to jump on these rides at all. You know what I love about carnivals? They're food. I'm not lying. Food and cold beer or cold beverages. But if you're the Eric Zane Show podcast, you can't put as a headline over the video, Poverty Carney Ride at Michigan Hillbilly Convention Goes Bonkers, Dirt People Rush to Help. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna stereotype carnies, okay? I'm not gonna do that. I applaud the people who just all rushed there to balance it to stop the damn ride and let the people get off before there was tragedy. And the reason we can laugh is that there was no tragedy. And I, I think Eric should retract his paragraph above the video, Poverty Carney Ride at Michigan Hillbilly Convention goes bonkers, third people rush down. Uh, 24-7, the podcasts are free at the huge show. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. This is Alabama Linda, otherwise known as Candy Crush Linda. And since I only back winners, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Wait, how many times has he been fired? Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. Welcome to the Eric Zinchel Podcast for this, the 22nd of December, 2021. Uh, daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the week, we have, uh, well, uh, Boy, a rough start here because uh, one of the three canines is having a bit of a disruptive moment in uh, inside of uh, inside of her or him, he or she. Uh, we have a a massive fart that was doled out half an hour ago. The room is still at uh, DefCon Five. Now, where I sit, I'm, you know, five, six feet away from them. 
I'm not sure which dog did it. And, uh, you know, they're so close to each other right now. I can only, I mean, how can they, they, they haven't moved in an hour. Um, their ability to just shrug it off. They are superior creatures, I guess, or maybe more primitive. I'm pretty sure they're more primitive. My God. So that is, uh, that's kind of wrecking things, but I, I got, I mean, actually, it's actually giving me a headache. It was, it was so bad that, um, you know, I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. Shit. Uh, thanks to the audience who has joined me on Twitch. If you haven't done so already, whether you check out the video live stream on Twitch, you would make this old grizzled radio veterans day if you went to twitch.com slash eric zane live or twitch.tv slash eric zane live eric zane live all one word and then it'll pop up you'll say oh what is this i'm old i don't like this just hit the follow button and then never look at it again no honestly if you want to get the show live it's available every single morning at about this same time twitch Dot com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live all one word brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV brand new logo still waiting on my sign from uh, Applied Imaging but uh, I have their new logo circulating through and I have it uh, up on the website they have uh, made one big happy logo that they have uh, put on display for the world and I'll get that sign in here as soon as uh, I get the new one sent in from the sign maker stand by Still battling with my fake COVID that I, I have. I keep telling Diana, I go, I, I had COVID. And she's like, you did not. You do not have COVID. She goes, we would have gotten sick. I go, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm done trying to figure out what is what. Either that or I just had a badass cold that has been horrible. Just killing me. Still trying to get it out of my system. Um, Biden spoke yesterday and... I did not give one bit of, uh, I didn't give a shit about any of that. You know, they, people try to talk about that as, um, oh my God, Biden, he, uh, he, he spoke and it's like, I am just not interested in any of that. It's like, why Eric, you've been like, you know, beating everybody over the head about getting vaccinated and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I know. But, uh, uh him talking about it isn't going to make anyone go get vaccinated. Like, like there's going to be someone, can you imagine someone who's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a case in point, got Kyler Dean Patriot, Nick, you know, all of that ilk sitting there watching that and suddenly going, huh? I think he's onto something. I think he's just made a breakthrough. I am now going to get vaccinated. You know, that's not going to happen. And for me to sit here and reiterate what that dementia patient said uh, to the world is is pointless. It's a waste of time. You know, everybody, this is, it is what it is. This is, I hate that term, but this is actually it. The people who have gotten vaccinated and have gotten boosted and then the people who had the haves and the have-nots. And the have-nots are not going to become haves because the dementia patient is telling them to do it. They're going to be more emboldened. In my opinion, 
Biden would be better served by just saying, I'm not talking about this anymore. I don't give a fuck. If you don't get it, you're on your own. Don't say I didn't warn you. And then, you know, give him a double barrel bird and just walk out. Fuck you. Oh, we don't need you. Whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. At this point in time, it doesn't matter what he says. Nothing that the dementia patient says is going to convince the liberty lovers to go get the shot. So quit wasting valuable TV time and and going on there and pointing it out. Anyone who who thinks like I do is already up to speed. You're not telling me anything that I don't know. Okay, so I, whatever. It's like, okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for talking to us. It's kind of like I, I get the feeling like he did it just because uh, to make, you know, just for um, what do you call it? Um, cinema of it or the uh, just to give the illusion that he is, uh, you know, he's working with us or he's doing something. But he doesn't even know what COVID is. Biden has no idea that there is a pandemic. Dear Meathead is moments away. Well, 49 moments away. I have one, count them, one question for Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. If anything at all on your mind, uh, if you want to uh, reach out, Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. That would be great. A uh, question that you have for dad and Joanne. I did hear this um, because the question has been asked, you know, um, and I think that this stands to reason. And for those of you liberty lovers who don't believe in this shit, just, just bear with me. It'll be over before you know it. The idea of getting together with my father. And I'm like, man, boy, I mean, what if? What if I get him sick? You know, he's 87 years old. But the uh, the notion is, well, you know, no, it's fine. Go. If, uh, if the group that's visiting is vaccinated and boosted, which we are, <laughs> and they are, um, and leading up to um, the visit, you practice safety, which I do. Um, I wear my, I'm, I'm back to the mask. I love the mask so much. I am now, this is what I do. N95 with the uh, the regular paper one over it. I am, oh, I, I can't even breathe, okay? I feel like I'm being suffocated. <sighs> oh, my God, I can't even get air in. I've got so much obstruction in front of my face. I The masking that I have would stop a bullet at this point. So I'm like, well, yeah. And then Diana, the kids... They're all masking it up. Yes, yes. We are loud and proud sheep. We are standing proud with our sheep, our happy, healthy, joyful, hopping around, playing lambs and sheep. Yep, that's me. Okay? The lambs and the sheep, at the end of the day, will be around, surrounded by a bunch of dead wolves and dead lions. And we'll be playing. We'll be climbing on top of, of wolf and lion carcasses going, ah-ha, 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 ah-ha. come pet us. We're adorable. 
So that's uh, that's our plan in this household. Speaking of my father, I need to share a picture with you that I just got my hands on. Oh my gosh. All right, let's break this down. You may have seen it already on Twitter, but I'm going to talk about it. I believe 1985, 1986, left to right, Tom the racist, he's like six foot eight. My dad, who is right in this picture, is the age that I am right this minute now. 51, 52, right in that ballpark. Look at the shorts. His dick is about to fall out of the bottom of these things. Holy crap. What an uncomfortable look that is. The high socks with the uh, blue and yellow stripes. And then this skinny fuck. That is your old pal, Eric Zane. And look at how, okay, my head is, I'm so skinny and fucked up looking, but my head is adult size. So I have this weird type of uh, malnourished appearance to me and I'm smiling in a way that my upper teeth are are get my uh, my, my top teeth are giving me like kind of like this <laughs> type of appearance it's actually when you see that you're actually trying you can in your head hear <laughs> and it's just a stupid stupid look and I and I, I always, okay, I really, uh, both uh, uh, literally and um, um, figuratively, I always looked up to this guy, Tom the Racist. Don't ask me why. I mean, in this in this picture, he's pro- my dad has this, oh, no, look on his face with his hand over his head. Like, geez, Tom's probably dropping some type of joke with a couple of N-words in it, and that's my dad's reaction. And I'm like, oh, racist jokes are funny. And uh, I got my uh, uh, Adidas high top sneakers that I would wear back then. That's probably a members only jacket. What is up with that shirt? God. And I think I still have those pants. I think that is in my lineup right now. These are these. Okay. This is proof that I wore moose knuckle pants back then. Jesus. Tom drinking the Miller High Life. The champagne of beers, denim head to toe. Holy crap. Tom the racist has made one appearance on the podcast. I don't know what episode. I brought him in on the Patreon and then like, you know, I mean, I've made racist jokes on the show, but he dropped a heavy, hard racist slur like really bad. I was like, Oh my God. So he was then dubbed Tom the racist. And then he found out about that. And he says, why are you calling me Tom the racist? And I said, well, typically if I'm going to call someone a racist, they're going to have to do horrible racist things. So the shoe fits you dumbass. And he's like, uh, you know, protesting that. I was like, shut up. Don't act like you're not you scumbag. Phew. I probably weighed 130 pounds in that picture. 
That is hilarious. Today is, I am so enamored with this. Today is, I know I talked about this the last couple of days, not the shortest day of the year. It's a little bit longer than yesterday. Yesterday was the winter solstice at 1058, 1059, somewhere in there. That was the official beginning of winter. Okay. However, this is kind of celestial excitement. And, and, and what I'm always amazed by is people like however many years ago figured all this shit out and they didn't have a bit of technology. Some brilliant soul figured out, all right, when these seasons start and all they had was their eyes, something to write with, and I, I can't think of anything else. I mean, what you, they didn't have anything. How, think about that. How much of a brilliant soul do you have to be to, you know, plot out the stars or figure out the time, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing is insane to me. The winter solstice though, though we say it's the shortest day of the year, it's actually the longest. I know that sounds ridiculous, but listen to this. This is just something that really got me. I know you're all going to make stupid remarks and make fun of me about this, but I love this and you're just, I'm sorry. I'm going to, one of you is going to find this interesting. Uh, and that's the end of it. Hopefully one day it'll be Mike ball. Beginning of what is referred to as astrological winter was at 1059 AM yesterday. That is based on the position of the earth in relation to the sun rather than temperature, as we all know this, at the uh, precise moment that this happens, the Earth's northern hemisphere is tilted furthest away from the sun. That's why at this time of the year, you see the sun rise at one point. It doesn't get that high in the sky, and then it immediately starts dipping. You have not that long of daylight from where we are right now. Most of you are in the same boat, unless you're Tony up in Alaska, where it's like three hours of daylight. I think he's up in Alaska. That results in the shortest day. Or more accurately, the day with the shortest period of daylight. Typically, it happens right around this time, from December 20 to December 23rd. This year, as I said, fell yesterday at 1058, 1059, right in that exact ballpark. That's not really exact. But even though there is less perceivable daylight in our northern hemisphere, stay with me here, the winter solstice actually marks the longest day of the year in terms of the Earth's rotation on its axis going around. According to NASA, specifically the solar day measured on a sundial, between noon on December 21 and noon on December 22 will last for 24 hours, 29.8 seconds. Are you kidding me? Officially making it the longest day of the year in addition to the day with the least amount of daylight. Now there, what do you think of that? 
I knew you'd be impressed. I love this shit so much. And then like yesterday, uh, the, the sun set sometime around like 509, 510, like where I live, different parts of the country. It's different times. And it's like it had uh, gotten to be like 515. It was already dwindling daylight. The, the uh, remaining residual light is fading. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is just so ridiculous. Six months from now, I'm going to have um, four to five more hours of day. Like 10 o'clock. It'll be at the same, it'll be the same amount of light as we have right now. Is that not crazy? And every year it's the same damn thing. And we're just floating through it. Oh God, I love this so much. I know you all hate me right now, but I find this to be fantastic. Chris says, didn't even say, uh, see the daylight yesterday. Stu McAllister was talking about that because Stu McAllister does dip in dots and he has to be the other day. Uh, well, actually yesterday I was listening to his podcast that he put out earlier in the week and he gets into the warehouse for dipping dots when it's still dark. And then he got home when it was dark. And I just, I'm like, God, what a pain. He was bitching again, uh, Stu McAllister. I listened to his podcast. Um, and he was bitching again about uh, getting out of delivering Dippin' Dots. Stu from the LMNO podcast. And I, I, I have a little story to tell about this. Um, and he's, so he's complaining about his, uh, his job. Now here's the thing about Stu. He, he get, he does get motivated. He gets sick and tired of driving to the upper peninsula of Michigan and, and delivering Dippin' Dots. And, and, and Stu is one of the smartest people I know. No lie. I mean, uh, and he, but he's kind of like a, uh, a, a, a weird one who just, I don't, I'm not sure it's, first of all, he gets these jobs at the, we're approaching the end of the year. He's going to get about 50, uh, W what, what do they send you at the end of the year for taxes? W four W two. He's going to get about 50 of those because of all the jobs he's had. He has no problem landing interviews and getting jobs, but I think he's setting his sights too low because the jobs he applies for are like a uh, 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 shit shoveler in barn, you know, a jizz scrubber at, uh, at porno theater stuff that require no qualifications. All right. And then he's like, Hey, I got it. Hey, welcome to the elemental podcast. Uh, yeah. I got a new job. Hey, it's me, Stu McAllister. I got a new job. I quit the Then a week later, he'll quit the job as jizz scrubber shit shoveler. Stand by. So, you know, I'm like, well, I can understand why you'd quit those jobs, but you knew going in what the, I mean, you have to sit through the interview. You're figuring out what is, uh, what is going, what, what is entailing the job? Why do you accept these jobs? So he's at it again for another new job. He also made a comment. He told the story about how I played the audio from his Patreon 
where he raged out at people. That was from the Monday podcast about not getting vaccinated and or wearing masks because the uh, concert that he wanted to go to was canceled because of COVID. <laughs> he raged out and Pellerito sent me the audio. Now, I played it and I didn't think a second of it. But then Stu, in one big fell swoop, he not only explained, he admitted he has no idea how to get more listeners to his show. And um, he, so he kind of complained about that. And then he kind of complained. So he's not, he doesn't know how to grow his show. And he has a free podcast and a Patreon, similar to me. He also um, kind of complained that I played the audio from his Patreon. He goes, my only beef with Eric Zane is playing the audio that was intended for the, the people on Patreon only. I mean, oh my God. And he is not realizing that I just gifted him something fantastic because he then in the next breath said, I had uh, several people reach out to me and said, oh man, Stu, I agree with your rant because you know, he was screaming and yelling and saying horrible things and it was a great rant and I love when Stu rants. And so I take the best part of one Patreon and on my free podcast, I said, check this guy out. And then um, I played it and then people who think like Stu loved it and they now know that this guy is another struggling podcaster and i even linked up in the show notes a link to Stu's patreon so you see what i did there i promoted you you dumb fuck all right i put it on there this is what Stu does and this is how you get his patreon that's that's uh, basically me saying you fucking must listen to this guy's patreon if you want to hear if this if you like this this is what you do and he missed it. It went over his head. He's like, oh, Eric, they played my uh, content that's supposed to be on a paywall. But yet, dickhead, you answered your own question. He's like, I don't know how to get more people to be exposed to the Patreon. It, I just did it. I just did it. I exposed a lot of people to you on your Patreon. That's how you do it. Now, you on your free podcast, dumb fuck. Trust me, because I've been doing this for almost three years. You spend a little bit of time on your free podcast talking about your Patreon. And you can't go on there and say, hey, sign up for my Patreon and then beg and then say, oh, it's only, uh, you know, what you spend on coffee. That's begging, dumb fuck. You got to put something out there to the world and let them know this is what goes on the on the Patreon. That does not happen on the free podcast. So you use the audience that listens to your free podcast to promote your Patreon. And then when I do it, that's the same thing. It's just even more helpful because it's a totally different audience for the most part. How did you miss that? Ah, my only gripe with Eric Zane is uh, playing something for the Patreon on his show. You could, hey, if you want to hear it, you can just listen to the Eric Zane. I did you a fucking favor, you dumb shit. Yeah, I have no idea how I can expose people to my Patreon. What? Did you really just say that after 
I put you in front of all the people that listen to my show. Now, granted, I'm not Joe Rogan, but I'm also not you. (laughs) And he then said, and I had a lot of people reach out to me and said that they liked it or they told me to go fuck myself. It's like, yeah, that's how it works. Now they're aware. So this is what you do. Throw stew a bone. I'm going to take the time on my show when I would normally promote my Patreon and say, check out Stu's Patreon. Sign up for a month just to make that dumb fuck happy. Go to patreon.com. I don't even know what it is. How do you listen to Stu's Patreon? Let me see. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash L-M-N-O podcast. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Patreon.com slash L-M-N-O podcast. Stu um, has 37 proud patrons. That is nice. That is a great thing. And uh, to be a member of the six-member mafia, it will cost you five bucks a month. So what you do is you sign up for that dumb fucks uh, Patreon and then write him a message because you can very easily, he'll see it on his phone. He'll get the notification that says, hey, dumb fuck. Because Eric Zane played your rant, I'm now listening to your shit show. Go fuck yourself. And he's going to go, how did that that happen? I don't get it. Oh, my God. Aram says he started out saying he was possibly going to have more listeners because of it. Well, that's good. That's good. Wings guy 71 said he has three interviews today. And one of the interviews is a job he already knows he's got not going to take. And wings guy 71, your what you wrote next is the same thought I had. Why are you interviewing for it then? Why are you wasting your time? Would you fucking learn to work smarter, not harder, please? I got 10 interviews, nine of which I am not interested in the job. (laughs) What? Excuse me. Oh, my God. COVID. It's just killing me. Okay. Uh, We are 27 away, 27 minutes away from Dear Me Dead. Let's see if we got anybody that's helping me out here. Adam, thank you, Adam. And uh, Mark Rollison in New Orleans, I believe, still. And the rest of you are saying, fuck you, Ruben. We are sick and tired of Dear Meathead. We don't want to hear this anymore with you. Um, You might as well, with this lack of uh, emails, you might as well just write, We hate your dad. That's what you're telling me right now. You're saying, Eric, your father is a horrible human being. And um, we want the end to be closer. That's what you're saying. That's you're, you're passive aggressiving me with this. Normally, every time I do this segment, I have so much. I have such an abundance. 
I see in the subject line, which is the way it has to be, subject line, dear meathead, it's like ridiculous. But we have jumped the shark on the segment. No, I'm going to have to break the news to my father today that the audience hates him. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, Dad, uh, we only have a couple of people um, that are interested anymore. The Tarantula Farmer hates you. Patriot Nick hates you. Uh, Aram hates you. Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh hates your guts. These people do not enjoy you anymore, and they think you are a loser. Uh, Corey in Maine hates you. All these people despise you. They do not want to hear what you have to say. This is their way of saying, fuck you. Their lack of questions for dear meathead by all of you who just sit there every day, you're quickly with this horrible effort on your part are sending me the message. You're sending me the message that you want me every day every day to do this, but you do not actively want to participate. That is what you are saying right there. The Duchess of New Jersey, she hates my dad and Joanne. Amanda, she hates my dad and Joanne. Rick, TC Paypal, he hates my dad and uh, Joanne. I said Joe Man. Hissy Fit says... Stevie says, I have no problems in my life. When did we ever say meathead is only problems? You dumb twat. When did we ever say, Stevie, that meathead is only for problems? I have only said, dear meathead is for questions about anything at all. Anything at all that you have a question about could be the most mundane thing in the world. You are the absolute worst listener on the planet. I am. This is our last podcast today. I am. This it ends now because of all of you. Stevie writes, ha 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 twat. Twat is an underrated word. You have to say it right too. You can't say twat. You have to say what a twat. You really got the hit. You got to hit the TW hard and then finish with a strong T. Sarah, you know, I do not respond. I do not respond to comments on the Twitch stream to my dad. It must be sent in an email. All right. I'll write this one down. I'll let you slide. Ask Meathead if he got my Christmas card. That's great. You see, was that so fucking hard? I'll write it down since you're too fucking lazy to send it to me. Yeah, I'll stop what I'm doing on the podcast to write down what you want to say. Come on. Holy shit. Every day we we do this show and for some reason you've just stopped trying. Look at Dean. He just pulls out of thin air. Dear Meathead, I smoke cigarettes once in a while, which is a great callback to a prank he played on me in the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And he says, have you ever smoked? That's all he asked. Have you ever smoked? See how that works, Stevie? Now, thank you, Dean. 
he's going to do a great job answering that. That's all he needs. He just needs something as a jumping off point. That's the point of the bit. It's not like I give a shit what your problems are. And he doesn't, he's not going to remember by the end of the phone call anyway. It just gives him something to focus on, to talk about. And then he's going to say something hilarious. That's the point of the bit, Stevie. Oh, I'm a dumb twat. I don't have any problems. So I'm not going to participate in this bit that's been going on for five and a half years because I'm a stupid idiot. Suck my toe. Come on. Ugh. Corey dropping that I'm a boomer because of email. I know it's the easiest way to catalog all of them. If there were an easier way, fuckhead, I'd do that. Go masturbate to my discord. Corey runs the uh, Discord, and he, he tells me all the amazing things he does on there, and I'm like, it all just goes over my head. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He goes, yeah, I made some bots that's going to do crazy shit. And I'm like, ah, okay, cool. Go ahead. I Like, he has full control of it. If I ever piss Corey in Maine off, which is public nuisance, he can go on Discord and uh, make it so that I say a bunch of racist shit to people, and then that will be it. I'll be dead. All right. Where the fuck am I? Um, Great food giveaway to update. The food is in a trailer in the driveway. An MB distributing trailer. Okay. I reached out to my friends at Fox 17. They, I don't know. They, I think they don't give a shit about me anymore. Because I said, hey, I got a trailer full of food. I'd like as many people to know about the uh, great food giveaway as possible. Do you you think you give me two minutes of your time? Yeah, yeah, sure. I haven't heard anything. Stand by. I need to uh, break down my math with you right now about the great food giveaway. I've always been very upfront with you. So I want to share this with you. All right. This amazing document that you're about to see is a handwritten bit of math. Now, this is my own writing. Look at at the top of it. It says, um, as you can see, hooker boots. That's from when we were talking about that on the podcast, about that uh, 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 in the line of booty. All these random numbers. This looks like a Unabomber manifesto written in code. Okay. All right. It says collected. That, that's, that's my writing. Collected. I've got this, the actual copy of it right here in front of me. We collected $4,235.68. Meyer, for all that food, $2,469.92. In fact, and I know some of you are like, Eric, you don't have to show us this. No, I do. I, it's very important that just, you know, don't worry. I'll say something funny. There you go, $2,469.92. 
So that is um, taken off of that figure that I showed you. $4,235.68 minus Meyer, $2,469.92. That leaves $1,765.76, two kids' food basket. From me, I threw in $236.24 to equal a round, uh, even $2,000, two kids' food basket. This is transaction date, kids' food basket, screenshot, 12 20, 21 amount $2,000. First name, Eric. Everybody knows my last name. Everybody knows my address. I don't know why I even blurted out. There you go. In the books, done with a nice, neat bow. And it, I owe it all to you. You have fed so many people with your generosity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are very kind. Maybe next year. I can have a uh, 40, what do they call it? 40C3B, 40A. I said this last year. I'm not going to commit to it because I'm probably going to just say, well, I didn't have any time and then do the same thing again for year number three. But I give you all so much credit. And um, you can quite literally just show up at uh, Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid on um, 501C3. There you go. That's what it's called. I was thinking 401K. Um, there's, there's about a million better ways to do this, but we did get it done. So I am so uh, thankful for you all tomorrow. We're going to start putting the food in boxes. This is what's going to happen. I'll be doing the podcast tomorrow. Mike ball is going to come here. And, uh, and the reason why I put the trailer had the trailer put in my driveway is because in the event that the TV station wanted to do a story, and I don't know if that's going to happen today. So uh, whatever. Mike's going to come get the trailer, volunteer his time. He's so fantastic. And then he's going to drive back to Meyer. We've already purchased all those hams. And since they're perishable, they keep them for us. It's very kind of them. And then they bring it out. Mike puts it into the trailer. He drives to Irvine's at the appropriate time. And then I will get there at 2 p.m. And then with all of you, Saul says he will be there as the um, site leader. And then we're going to stage all that food, you know, put the um, um, a little bit of everything into each box. We'll have 100 stacked boxes. And then we wait. The folks from the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance, which does so much more than find placement for pit bulls. Um, they have expanded their operation for pet placement all with all types of pets. It's not just pit bulls, for God's sake. Um, but um, also they'll have a ton of food for the people who pull up who have to take care of pets. And, you know, it costs money to feed a, feed a pet, cat, or a dog. So uh, we'll give them a box of food for the Christmas dinner and then the pet food. So that's very, very cool. Tanel and her uh, group of amazing volunteers. It's all volunteer-driven. How about that? And then we hang out, we swear at each other, we call each other's uh, names, and uh, we're mean, and then we give away food, and then off they go. Santa Pellerito, I haven't actually heard from Pellerito, I'm suspecting Santa Rito will be there. He is uh, no longer Stalkerito for this day. We'll have his um, sandwich board shine, uh, shines, signs directing people to the great food giveaway. Sarah Rukruk Roosh, the human megaphone, will be there. I scheduled this around her uh, uh, work schedule because I need her screaming at motorists 
like a madwoman. Her spirit is undeniable. It all happens tomorrow. Yes. All right. All of that bitching about dear meathead has led to an onslaught of questions. Look at that. You see what happens? Only one of you, though, did not write meathead in the subject line. Now, I'll have no problem with it, but if this soul had written this earlier in the week and then I searched by subject and searched meathead on the email, this one would not come up. Again, this person is quickly becoming the unhammered nail. Okay? Uh, there, over the years, there have been many unhammered nails, some who take it a little too far, and then they end up getting banished. Uh this one, this person is becoming the unhammered nail because of this moment right here. I just said, send it and subject line meathead, dear meathead, as long as it has meathead in it. The unhammered nail here writes, uh, writes subject line, your dad. In the classroom, when they made you trace the turkey with your hand, did you use your foot? Did you always struggle with directions? Unhammered nail. Who do you think is the unhammered nail? Who could that be? Sarah is insisting I call the unhammered nail a twat. Did you hear that, Kate, in New Jersey? Stevie thinks you're a twat. That's fucking horrible. How could you possibly say that about Kate? Kate wrote your dad. And then listen to this question. What is your opinion about men who judge women and feel the need to tell them how to dress and what they should or should not wear? Now, she's referring to yesterday's hooker boots conversation. That's a horribly contextually uh, defunct question. Okay. It should say, Ruben. What is your opinion about sluts who wear hooker boots and then grind on their superiors in the workplace? That's what that question should read. But I will read it as you wrote it, young lady. My God. What is going on on this show? We are 11 minutes away from Dear Meathead. Before I bring Dad in, uh, uh, let me get to this, the open of the show. Well, first of all, let me just say, follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Um, probably like 12 days away from the ban being lifted. Uh, please like me or follow me on Facebook. It's brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Pellerito, if you're listening to this, I need another image, a cityscape of Grand Rapids with the new Irvine's logo. You don't have that yet in your possession, but I can get it to you. Stand by. Oh, my God. COVID. Stop it. It's killing me. Um, all right. Twitter. At Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Thank you very much. Follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm starting fights now. Until Facebook is back. Everybody gives Facebook shit and says that's for old people. 
And it's like, okay, say what you will. But if I post something on Twitter and I post it on Facebook as well, and I want a response from people, um, man, Facebook still delivers. Uh, Twitter, I I don't, I, I post the same exact thing. If I post something on Facebook, I'm also going to post it on Twitter. Always. Every time. Facebook, it, the engagement explodes. Uh, especially if I say one of my polarizing ones that pisses you patriots off or you liberty lovers. Who then, typically, I'll post something um, about mandates or some dumbass uh, um, right-wing talk show host who's now dead with COVID. And then people will say, Ha! Huh, no wonder why you got fired! You're such a piece of shit. I hate your guts. You're a loser. And then, you know, and it'll be like 500 comments. You know, some good, some bad. Pretty solid mix of both. And then on Twitter, it's like it doesn't even work. Zero engagement. Twitter sucks shit. My God. I'm also on... uh. Uh, YouTube as well, brought to you by Frank the Tank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, bell notifications so that you know when I go live. Live! And don't forget, Stu McAllister's on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash L-M-N-O, L-M-N-O, L-M-N-O podcast. His mind will be blown if he gets even one of you that gives him five bucks and it says, I'm doing this because Eric played your rant on his free podcast. Shut him the fuck up. A and E, heating and cooling. Remind you, for the holidays, make sure you drop this one. Tu madre es una puta. Around the holiday table. The Christmas table. A and E, heating and cooling. Remind you to go fuck yourself. And get your furnace tuned up. The fact that on their advertising, the owner of the company is actually saying in Spanish, go fuck yourself. Is one of, I feel, the biggest triumphs I have ever had in my war against radio. The fact that I can sit here after losing a radio job that was great because I insulted his sponsor. I can be here telling everyone to fuck off and the sponsor, the owner of the company, telling you to eat my ass while I'm shitting. Como mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. It's such a moral victory. It has validated Everything that I already knew. Okay? This is the greatest ad campaign in the history of the advertising world. If your furnace breaks down, you must eat tons of shit and get your furnace repaired from A&E heating and cooling. First of all, this one even hurts. It even hurts me to say it. While you're, while you're dialing an after-hours service call at 616-516-8579, 
Know that the drunk Mexican that you're waking up is going to be thinking, suck my dick with your butt. Lame me palo con tu culo. He will then wake up his son-in-law and say, I'm too hammered. Get your ass up and go fix Linda's furnace. So when you are in need of an after-hours service call, call 616-516-8579. That's right. No more butthole for you. With A&E heating and cooling. All right. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co Dad, five minutes away. Uh, don't forget dumpster divers. This is uh, the time of the year when they are taking bids for um, jobs of junk removal and demolition. Imagine you're getting the basement redone like I am. And uh, you want to throw out all the shit or maybe rip out all the drywall, start over. There was a flood. Maybe there was damage. Who knows? Uh, get all that shit out of the out of the dwelling with dumpster divers. Not Black Emilio and Let's Kill with Kyle will show up and you will order them around. I want all of this ripped out and get it out of here, please. Okay, that's why we're here. They'll bring a dumpster diver's dumpster with them. They'll do all that shit work that you don't want done. And that's the end of it. Call or text. To get a quote, 616-375-9962 for dumpster divers. Or if you've done all the work and it's sitting in your driveway or your garage or in a room in your house and you want it all out, they'll do that too. That's kind of like a step down. That's not exactly demolition, but it's junk removal. They do that. God forbid somebody dies. And you've sold all the belongings of 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 the deceased. And now it's like, well... All this other shit is pack rat material. Let's get rid of it. Call dumpster divers. Or if they'll still deliver a dumpster to your house, it just seems like this is the time of the year when they're not so busy. All dumpsters are not created equal. Theirs are, first of all, better. They don't look like a big giant, uh, this big giant rusted out uh, metal contraption in your driveway that takes up the whole driveway. Theirs are high walled dumpsters. The same square uh, footage as a dumpster that you see normally, 
um, but more com- uh, more compact. Excuse me, I can't talk. More compact, um, and it's cheaper. The it's uh, the uh, price point is at a lower weight value than what the other guys are charging you. And you don't believe me? Compare. Call anybody else. Dumpster rental. Dumpster divers beats the price. Call or text 616-375-9962. Dad in moments. We have a scenario here in the household. I've talked about this before, but I haven't talked about this concerning the NFK. My, uh, our live-in brother-in-law, my live-in brother-in-law, our dear beloved NFK. And I, I occasionally, I like to give you a little bit of the background of this, uh, lived forever with his brother who passed. He only has one living relative. That's my wife. He has nothing. He doesn't have a pot to piss in. He moved in here with the clothes on his back. After we got those clothes off of him and put him in the shower, we threw the clothing away. Sometimes a bit of a hygiene issue, but uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. We're getting there. That isn't, uh, we talked about that at length, uh, at length yesterday. The, this story is not about that. The other thing he does is he's extremely nosy. He likes to be part of the family is how I describe it. And because Diana does more complaining about this than I do. But he has to know where everybody is at all times. God forbid if Diana leaves and doesn't tell him where she's going. Now. She could, and I could, if he ever expressed frustration with not knowing where they're going, say, well, I don't have to tell you where I'm going, but why do that? Why why get him upset? It's just so much easier to just tell him where you're going. So every time I leave the house, I report to him like he's my dad. Hey, Kevy, yeah, I... I'm going to the gas station. Just got to get some gas, buddy. All right. Be safe. Okay. You know what? I'm going to finish this story in a minute because I think it requires a little bit more time. And it's time to talk to my dad. Look at all these great emails from these wonderful souls. Aram, Mitch, Sarah, Rukruk, Roosh, Unhammered Nail, Kate, Uh, Nick, Cole, and Colorado Springs. Dean, Adam. See how easy it was. Now we're going to have so much fun with my father. Oh, my God. Yeah, screw Zane. I know he posts that on social media, but he's just saying that. He doesn't really mean anything when he writes, send me a question on social media or send me a question on email. Hey, he really doesn't mean any. Come on. Nick is still sending me money for the children. God, Nick. I love you. That is so, that is so sweet. I, I'm now going to give that money to kids food basket. I think going forward. Yeah. Uh, it's super easy. You can, uh, you know, you can, I, I don't want you to, um, it's easier now that the food drive is done for me to not be the go-between. So, you know, I appreciate it. It's very kind of you to do that. And I will send that off to those folks at Kids Food Basket. But You're so sweet. You're one of the kindest people I know. And it seems like the more I attack you, you actually get sweeter. How can someone 
who has been repeatedly bashed in the face like you have been, be one of the kindest humans that I've ever encountered. And by the way, I still maintain you should move to Michigan here. You would be a leader. You would be an absolute leader in these shithead towns that surround me. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Nick as the leader of Borculo or Dor? Or one of those other uh, uh, backwards fucking Hillrod fuck communities? Or the UP? Oh, my God. If you went to the UP, okay, and then you took some of your troops and amassed them on the Wisconsin border and then had the rest of them blow up the Mackinac Bridge... You could have your own kingdom. Okay. I think we're all set here. Let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend. My dad, Dear Me, and brought to you by JM Synthetics. Noisy there. Sorry. Good morning. Good morning, Dad. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, uh, before we start, I'd like to have a moment. Yeah. To uh, thank the entire audience that's been with me for or Joanne. Yeah. For at least I think this is what two years. Well, technically, if you go back to the radio days, Dad, it's uh, over five years. Holy cow! I lost track. I just want to thank them for the faithfulness that they had shown in me and Joanne. Oh, yeah. And they're willing to listen to the riff. riff <laughs> uh, you know, conversations that we've had and the Christmas cards that I'm getting from them. I'm grateful forever to them, their faithfulness. Oh. And I thank you so much for the wonderful thing that they have done with yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I, in fact, I know in particular one of the individuals that you just are referring to, this sweet lady named Sarah and her family sent a Christmas card. Yes, yes. What a card that is. Yeah? I mean, this is just great, great, great things. I mean, I'm in awe over all of this. Oh, well, you know, Dad, they've always been super supportive. They've always, uh, I've never really had to ask for questions they always send them in because they're interested in you and uh and they 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 just and they just don't they never take you for granted they always uh they uh, always likewise every time well, i turn I around definitely get indebted for the faithfulness that they've shown me oh i know Thank it you so much and merry christmas yeah you know friend. they always uh they always like hey uh eric don't forget your father here's some questions for you they always uh uh always kind of um uh, keep this moving and furthering the whole concept with their participation, which is always so spectacular. Well, this is awesome. I was just grateful. And so is great. Uh, Joanne, just as well. Yeah. I mean, I can't even find the right words to put it together. Yeah. I mean, it's always been great for me knowing that I never have to, like, twist their arm to participate in the segment. They've always been there for you. And, and it makes me happy that they show such an interest in you. And it obviously makes you happy too. Right, dad. Mutually. Yes. The same. Yes. That is awesome. awesome. Okay. Well, dad, thank you again. I'm really glad that you said that dad. Well, 
I felt like it. Dad, we're going to see you on Sunday. Yes. That is going to be exciting. The word on the street is we're going all out and we're going to be doing Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. I love, I love Kentucky Fried Chicken. Do you really? I we got to make sure that they're open. Okay. All right. Well, one way or another, I mean, if you know, it's it's it'll be a great gathering. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see you. And um, do you remember a little white dog by the name of Cece? I remember the name, but I don't remember the dog. Okay. Uh, the last time Jackie and Justin were there, they brought Cece, the little. Yeah, yes. we, got, we got a picture of him. Yes, Cece, Cece, yeah. Cece is going to be here. She is. She is going to be there, Dad. Oh, wow. Oh, how many dogs are we going to have? Four? No, one. One. One dog. Just one? Just one. That's not normal. We have minimum of two. Yeah, I know, but I I can't bring, like, the camper with me. So. Oh, I see. I know. get it. Now. Well, we were looking for it. Sushi, all right, but all the others. Yeah, no, no, no. We can't, we can't do that. Now we got to keep it low key. You know, this is, uh, this is, this is like a lean and mean event. You know, I'm always looking forward to cleaning after them when they leave. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. Hopefully, they won't. This dog's oh, well. this dog's pretty housebroken. I don't think you'll have a problem. I don't care. Okay. All right. One acre of land. Do you think we're going to stop him? Right on. Right on. All right, Dad. Here we go. Mark writes this. Good morning, Meathead. Hello, Mark. And then he writes, the famous actor or actress Betty White just turned 100 years old. Isn't that something? Yes. He says... He asks, do you still think she's a babe, or is she a little too old for you? For me? Yeah. Yeah, definitely she's too old for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I often marvel at how uh, how youthful she looks, you know? My God, how do, how do you live that long? Well, that that is uh, definitely uh, a, a rare thing, but, uh, I mean, it, it happens, and, you know, uh, speaking of youthful looks, I often feel the same way about uh, my stepmother, Joanne. Oh, she is. Yeah, she is. I mean, well, yeah, and I mean, I've 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 said to you uh, uh, many times, I've like said, you know, you how do you do that? But you actually have been able to keep a remarkably youthful appearance. It's incredible. I don't know. It must be good genes or something because normally, you know. Uh, uh, people that are your age, they, they, they look like the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> oh my God. No, <laughs> oh, she's, uh, she's my, uh, soul, my right yeah. arm, my left arm, my, my whole life. Right on. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we are made for each other. Believe you me, we have. Oh, I know it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Adam writes this. Dear Meathead and Joanne, good morning to you. And then he says, as far as having pets in the house, how many cats is too many? Thank you, Adam. (laughs) One. (laughs) For us. (laughs) I I see. I don't know. I could not believe. I 
Don't we have somebody in the family that does that? Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's got about four well, yeah. cats. At, well, no, actually, at one time, I think he had seven or eight. It, uh, I yeah. mean, they well, pretty much take care of themselves. You know, I mean, cats are very neat animals. They are, but if something goes wrong, they can destroy a home. And what I mean yes. by that is if they yes. get a like a urinary tract infection or they're uh, upset or the cat box isn't cleaned out, they will. Or if another cat is introduced to the family sometimes or another pet, they're very finicky and they will make you pay by peeing on things and yeah, spray. Yeah. And, it, and well, that's... Jim and uh, Sandy, they really... Uh... They really take care of this thing, and they love it. And I know it. Everywhere you look, there's a cat box. They've got like I know. three. Yeah, or... and then pretty well uh, taken care of, and uh, they don't mess around with anything. The amount of uh, vet bills gets outrageous. I mean, I don't have seven cats, but I do have four dogs and two cats, so I have six pets, and the medical bills are ridiculous. I know. I remember one issue. Up north, when you, for some reason, what was the matter with him? I don't remember. Yeah. You took him to the vet. That cost you a hundred and some odd dollars yeah. for a five-minute visit. Well, yeah. And there that, was nothing wrong with him. No, that was crazy because we didn't realize it, but she was she had a heat, heat exhaustion or heat stroke. I forget which one. So you and I thought she ate poison. We drove, yeah. we drove all the way to Traverse City in the air-conditioned vehicle. By the time we got there, she was fine. We're like, well, what the hell happened? I love dogs. I know it. All right. Uh, Dean writes this. Dear Meathead, I smoke cigarettes once in a while. Have you ever smoked? Oh, yes. I've smoked quite a bit. Years and years and years ago. How in the world did you quit that? That is a... I think Joanne smoked too, didn't she? We both smoked and we both decided at the same time. No. Oh, no. She quit. Did you quit first? I quit three months yeah. before you. Yeah, Joanne quit three months before me, and I quit, well, three months later, and uh, that was just a matter of willpower. Uh, you know, that was, that's a pretty de- big disease about trying to quit. Oh, yeah, that is. And my job, when I, I worked as a, uh, you know, an insurance salesperson, right. I w- the girls right in the office would, uh, would smoke. Right. Now, when I quit, I'd stood on top of where, where their office is. I'd go right in front of them. Yeah. And, and they would smoke and put the cigarette in an ashtray. Yeah. And they would smoke, and the smoke would come upward. Yeah. And I'd stand there and suck that thing in. Oh, you know what you were doing? You were, it was more like uh, you were slowly weaning yourself off because. Yeah. I don't know if that was it. No, I was craving it. Yeah, I know. That was your version of the patch. Oh, well, I don't know, but uh, it worked all right. Uh, d- determination is a fantastic thing. When you're uh, adamant, you you got to be determined. You have to really want to. Yeah. It, this uh, stop and go business ain't going to work. I only suffered about four days. Joanna says she only suffered for four days. Did you, guys, did you guys ever fall off the wagon, like sneak one here and there? No, no. Wow, that's we hard. We just gave it up. That is a hard thing to do. Well, hey, it was a question of, uh, well, I can't yeah. say why. But, you, know, uh, you know what? Uh, Diana's brother who lives with us, uh, Kevin, yeah. uh, he, you've seen he uses uh, chewing tobacco. He, puts, uh, he does that. He has a little tin of uh, smokeless tobacco. Yeah. 
Man, he goes through like one of those a day. That's a, that to me, in fact, it's revolting for me to watch that. What would you? What would you? Okay, of the two, which one is worse? Chewing and spitting, or smoking a cigarette? I think uh, the uh, first one, chewing and okay. uh, spitting, spitting oh, okay. and all that. He's he's really triple whamming himself. Right on. But you know what's funny is he just had a doctor's appointment. They said he's in perfect health. He, every day he drinks. Every day he chews tobacco. Every day he eats garbage food and sits in one place for 14 hours a day. And he's got, like, the blood pressure of an Olympic swimmer. Well, thank God for his good health. Yeah. But, uh, again, that's bad stuff. Yeah, I'm telling you. Diana and I are going to kick the bucket before him, and he's going to rule the household. He's going to rule the yeah. neighborhood. yeah. He's going to call it Tobacco Farms. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't even know how. He doesn't smoke in the house, does he? No, he doesn't smoke at all. He just chews. Oh, he doesn't smoke? No, he just chews. thought he did. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Cole in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, th- this gentleman in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Cole writes, when was the last time, Meathead, that you punched someone in the face? And did they deserve it? Everyone that I punched in the face deserves it. Do you remember the last time you had to uh, punch someone in the face? Hello. Oops, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Sorry, are you still there? Oops. You still there? I am. Sorry about that. I had a little technical issue. Do you read yeah. No, no, I didn't. Now, when was the last time you punched someone in the face? I have not punched anybody in a long, long time. Oh my God, I couldn't recall. Uh, at least twenty years. The last one was probably the mayor of Warren, right? Yeah. Yeah. The third largest city in Michigan, where uh, where I grew up. You punched <laughs> the historic story of you punched the mayor of... He wasn't the mayor at the time. It was not. He was a councilman. He, You and him were both hammered. And I cracked his windshield. It was a road rage incident. You punched through the glass and punched him in the face. I, I really was mad. Of course, uh, I think I was under the influence of that. I know you guys were both hammered. Oh my God! Because he said he was going to take your truck from you. Remember? Yeah. And that was it. And I followed it, and he took off and went toward the police department. I didn't know that he was doing that. Right. And I followed him right to the police department. So. And you went in and talked to him, and then the guy came in and took me in, and. No, you went in. And oh, I went in. And right. To him. Well. And so, the guy, the police wouldn't let me out of there unless right. I get somebody to come out and get me. Yeah, and there was Joanne. So let me get this straight: on the road, you punch through the glass, punch him in the face. He takes off, and you're not done with them, so you follow oh, him. Oh, I followed him. Yeah, I you, didn't know he was going I know to the police. I know it. I know it. I see, I catch him some other place. So he then his first stop is the police station. Police you, department. You don't know it's a police station. He goes in. You think it's a shopping mall or something. I don't, no, I know it was a police department. <laughs> and then the cops. I was so angry. I was so much, you know. Walk in to complain about him. And I went right in with him, 
and and he went and of course he was recognized there because he was an official right they're like councilman faust what are you doing it's yeah. friday night and he's like drunk he's bleeding and he's like oh my god this crazy son of a bitch he just punched too, me the and it, here you come here you come your knuckles are bleeding you're ready to kick his ass there's cops there they go all right buddy hold on now you could very uh, easily have gone yeah, to don't move yeah and it, did did they uh draw guns on you no. Okay, but they 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 got you in under control. Uh, no, then then I had the feet of God in me. I sat there and didn't do anything. Okay, then Joanne came and got you. What a night! I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And then we walked out. He said, "I'm driving myself home." And he got his truck and went home. <laughs> <laughs> and I I'm not supposed to drive. Yeah. Now, Joanne. Oh, with you guys. Joanne, on your end, you got a phone call, correct? Yes. So can you can you take me through when you pick up the phone? What do they explain to you, and how did you react? They told me my husband was at the Warren Police Department coming to get him. <laughs> so you were like, "Oh my God, what is going on?" You had to have been thinking the worst, right? Yeah, I'll tell you, I was not an easy uh, guy to be tackled with. No, you were a handful, Dad. I love it. I'm telling you, you were right. I am. She says, "Wait a minute! I'm a I'm a gentle gentle giant right now." Oh. All right, uh, Nick. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Nick writes, says, "Dear Meathead, I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year." And he says, "You are an amazing human being," uh, and he's wishing that to both you and Joanne. Nick, the same to you and your family. I love you. I love the rest of the guys. It's just, I, it's just an awesome feeling to get up in the morning and wait to hear from you. Uh huh. I know it. That's why I'm so glad that they never forget you. That I never have to remind them to write anything. And especially at Christmas at this time of year, they really, really uh, uh, picked up the ball and ran with it with their questions because they know. Uh, how important you are. Well, thank you so much. You guys are just the greatest entertainment of my life. <laughs> I mean, I actually jump out of bed. Oh, gotta go. Absolutely. Yeah, it's your job. It's something that you love to do. Yes. So anyway, it, uh, it's just a, a, a gem. Like you own a John, Jane, Jen. What the hell am I trying to say? You all... <laughs> It's a gym, and you want to hold on to it. Oh, you mean, I thought you were referring to like a gym where you lift weights. No, 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 no. The gym. A gym. You guys are like a whole lot of gym. You hear that? You hear that? Hey, audience, are you hearing that? He's calling you a gym. All right. That's an expensive uh, something. Sure. There's <laughs> what, what you're saying is what you're saying is they have a lot of value to you. They have tremendous value of course i'm doing my thoughts me too me too that's why i i never yell at them and say bad things to them <laughs> do you say bad things to them yeah you 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 saw right through that i do it all the time i constantly yell at them anyway okay. anyway i i'm totally kidding uh when when i do it uh sarah writes dear reuben and joanne I, this is the young lady who sent you the Christmas card. She writes Oh, that, what a card. Oh, yeah. She's also sent you masks in the past and things like that. Yes, yes. She, 
Thank you again. She is one of my favorite people. They're all my favorite people on the planet, but she is, you would not believe this woman. She is probably the, um, of all the people that you know, did you ever like go to a party and there's one person who's like the life of the party and just fills up the room with laughter and just, oh my gosh, you just can't I wait. I just want to hang around them. You're, you're, you, you remind me, she reminds me of you, actually, in that regard. Well, thank you. That's her. She thank writes, you. I have to work tomorrow, but I am supposed to help Eric hand out food for people in need. Should I just skip work? I haven't missed any time this year, and I have eight days, personal days to use. Tomorrow is my last day to work for the year. What do you think? Well, I think that's the greatest thing you do, honey. You, you're doing things for people that uh, deserve only need to be done, you know. Yeah, they need to be taken care of. But she, I think she's uh, planning on being there to this uh, food giveaway that we're doing. But uh, yeah, Well, I, I, really, I thought about that myself, but I can't. Uh, the, the area that they're they were going to put me so far out, I don't feel that I should. I can't drive anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I could drive, maybe, you know, but I don't no, think I no. can. No, no, you can't. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a hard thing to do for me. All right, Mitch writes this. Hey, Meathead, uh, I invited Eric to play on my paintball team on March twentieth. Uh, we need an extra player. Eric's uh, initials are even on our jerseys, and he turned me down. Should Eric suck it up and play paintball with my team? <laughs> well, I think he should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, he's played paintball. Done, you've done that before. I have done that before. I love playing paintball, but this is like a big tournament, and he want, it's, it takes like the whole day, and I'm like, I, I can't commit for that much time. I just can't do it. You're going to well, have that's to. That's the whole thing. If you can't commit the time, all right. I love but you. But I think that'll be a great thing. I love you, but I can only give you three hours. That's it. I'll give you three hours. If you, if that'll work, then fine. But otherwise, you're, it's a, you should find somebody else because. Hey, hey listen, you, you got to take care of some of the issues that you've got yeah. on your own. You know? I, I'd love to support the team. I'll talk about the team. I appreciate yeah, the name yeah. of the jersey. I, I cannot that. give you all that time. I love you so much and thankful that you would ask me such a thing. But. I gotta pass. I must pass. All right. Well, hey, I'm serious because you you you're a very adamant type of person, uh, and you don't sh uh, shirk your uh, real feelings or duties. So there's nothing I can do to ridicule you, honey. Well, thank you for not ridiculing me, Dad. I love that. <laughs> oh, sure. Let me write that down. There's nothing I can say to ridicule you. No, I dearly love you. Uh, Aram, he's an Armenian, writes... Aram? Aram. He writes, Dear Meathead, we know a very capable guy who wants to help, who wants people to help him with his job, and he gets paid very well for it. When we focus on other things, he whines like a baby and threatens everyone that he's going to quit his job. What is this guy's deal? So I guess he's saying... Uh, there's, there's somebody who is capable at his job and he gets compensated well. And then, uh, when the other people that are part of what he's doing focus on other things, this guy whines like a baby and threatens everyone that he's going to quit. What's this guy's deal? Says Aram. Well, 
maybe, maybe he's got a job that nobody else does or can do. That's true. As he does and all that. Yeah. So he's a, he wants to be recognized as a very important person. He, I bet he does. You know. But I, I don't know. If, if I have some, uh, some gift that people can benefit from it, I don't see I should be talking about it or quitting him because they didn't, he, he didn't get something he wanted. Right, right, yeah. He's got to realize Only, that uh, yeah. there are other people involved in, in things. Uh, so, no, I, I don't like people that would do that. I, I don't mean I don't like them. Don't, I don't listen like to the this. attitude. Don't listen to this advice. Uh, this is wrong. If you have a gift, he can't hear me right share now. Share it with somebody. Don't this is all your fault. Day. You did it all if yourself. You don't get this. You don't get my gift anymore. He knows what you're trying so, to do to me. So do I. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I was just, I was just okay. writing all that down. Yeah, you went kind of silent. Yeah, I was just, I was taking uh, notes. I don't approve of that. I really don't oh, approve of that. Pain in I the think ass. He's got a gift. Let him use it to the best of his ability. Uh huh. Keep keep becoming more uh, needed and all that, and share that with the people. This is called love yeah. for the world, love for the people. But if you want something to get paid for, no, I, I kind of lose a feeling for you. Okay. Aram also writes this. Meathead, let's say you hired a guy to do some light remodeling on your basement while you were out of town. When you got home, nothing was done. The guy makes a bunch of excuses, saying he cleaned the oven, did some other things around the house that you did not prioritize for him. Later, you hear also from friends that while he was supposed to be working, he was hanging out at the pub, lurking around at the bookstore and walking around the mall. Should you tell this guy to take a hike or how does he pay the piper? I'd definitely tell him to get the hell out of here, not to hike. <laughs> no. Are you I saying, mean, yeah, are you saying that that, uh, yeah, that that's all excuse making and he should get the job done? Yes. You're dead to me. I mean, he set aside the wrong. time, stay with it, uh-huh. until it's finished, and get out. I agree. I agree. I mean, what is this? Was this, was this guy getting paid for doing that? You know, it's it's not clear. It doesn't say. I think he says, uh, well, actually, it says he hired a guy, yeah, to do remodeling. So this guy never did the work, and then he went to the mall. No, you tell him, hey, uh, first of all, it's his fault that it happened that way. You tell him, you give him a timetable, ask him how, how many days would it take to right. finish this job. Yeah. And then you want that job to be finished at that time. This is not a little plate uh, thing. Right. It's not, it's not Mickey. Get it in writing. Yeah. It's not Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And, you know, I even heard something like that, that uh, people play Koi uh, and uh, charge them for it for the extra time that he put in and he wasn't even there. Right. It's a scam. It's all a scam. Yeah. No. No. In all fact, right. I dock his pay and say, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Dad, I have no more questions for you. The audience really came through this week. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, here we are. It's Wednesday. I'll see you, you and Joanne. We will see you and Joanne just a few days. All right. Well, I want to thank all the people that came. This is, this is uh, wait a minute. Jerry, 
Aha, Kurzinga, uh, I think you say it. I, I forget it. Jeremy and Rico, yes, I know them well. Uh huh. Rico? Yeah. Is that a Spanish name? I do not know. I'm not sure, but Enrico. I know yeah. I know those two. Did did they uh did they send Enrico. you? Okay. Did they send you a card too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. A Is, beautiful card. It says so thankful for you. Oh no, seriously. Oh, I tell you what, you got the greatest audience. This is ah. uh this is you know for years. What you talking about all the years that I lost out about it. Oh, I yeah, Dad. I um, you know, I I often um. Uh, explain to people about my audience. Um, it's not the largest audience, but they are so uh, committed to this environment that we've uh, built together. They, a lot of these people are from different parts of the country. They've all become close friends. So we, you know, we, we laugh together. We cry together. We get mad together. It's, it's like a family dad. Yeah, and you know the folks that I met at uh, who's its uh, birthday party? That was the graduation for Madison. Graduate, yeah. Right. Uh, you had met Jeremy, I believe. Yeah. Jeremy uh, and Rico. Four of them, four or five of them. Yeah. People are just awesome. Yeah. They then you met the Schaefers, you met Dean, you met Stevie. Right. You oh met, my God! I just love that. I believe Sarah was there too. Um, yeah. I hope I'm not forgetting yeah, anybody. Joanna's good at names. You know, I'm not, but uh, my memory works. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember them. Oh, yeah. They, they, uh, and you know what's funny? The extended members of the family, like uh, Susie and Jim Marquis and Elizabeth and Mike, they, they, uh, they then witness um, how popular you are with them, and they think they, they get the biggest kick out of that. <laughs> well, I'm so grateful for that. Right, right. She's oh my especially Sophia. Sophia, your granddaughter is. Uh, she's really likes that. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right, honey. I wish you well, and I shall see you in a very short period of time, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I can't wait. Okay, I will talk to you guys. What time you coming? What time you coming? Uh, I imagine we'll be there in the noon time hour, sometime around then. Okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe get situated, go get the food, or I don't. What? Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I guess. I guess sooner is is better, and then we can hang out. Uh, if nobody's open, we might eat Chinese. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we will definitely get something. Either uh, way, you're not going to be hungry. No. No, sir. Okay. Be all right. All right. Much love. All right. Same. And then say hello to the rest of the family. And I love them all. Love you too. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. See ya. There you go. Now, was that so hard? I covered for you. Boy, am I great. I am really, I I think it's very important that I take a lot of, that is brought to you by JM Synthetics, Dear Meathead. Uh, My God jmsynthetics.com pick out what you want there's a number right on the home page call it or text it that's jason mason zane says you're going to get me some oil was that so hard i this is why i'm so much better than all of you i could very easily have just said you know these these lazy fucks needed me to rub their nose in shit 
to get them to send questions. I had excuses from uh, Stevie. I don't have any problems. No, you got problems. You got me. Holy shit. Uh, I cannot believe the timing of this where nobody even cares enough to send anything other than Adam and Mark. I light into you. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot to ask Kate's question. I got to call him back because I did all of that. And I just, you know why I didn't ask Kate's question? Because in the subject line, it didn't say meathead. I'd be a fool if I didn't ask this question. Hey, short, short time, man. I forgot something. I had one more question that I promised to ask on behalf of this sweet lady named Kate. Kate? Kate. Kate is in New Jersey. She okay. has written. Hello, Kate. Yeah, she, she has written before and she wanted to ask this question. Dear Meathead, what is your opinion about men who judge women who dress in skanky clothes and feel the need to tell them how to dress and what they should or should not wear, even though the women dress like hookers. Like that, if you had a family member who dressed like a hooker, would you say, hey, you're dressing like a hooker. You need to change your clothes. You know, my opinion is of this situations, not just this, but a lot of things. I think people should leave people alone for something of that nature or any natures. If it's not troubling them, if it's their choices, people should be allowed to do what they want to do other than going around hurting other people. So uh, if Chloe, your granddaughter, was dressed like a cast corridor downtown Detroit hooker, you would not say anything. You would just say, oh, you look beautiful. You don't look like a hooker at all. No, I wouldn't even bring the subject up. Okay. All right. That is. She's you know, dressed like that. I do the uh, same thing. Like that, that you, uh, you're, you're dressed like that. That's pretty much the way I feel too. I would never, ever do that. You know? I mean, you don't know what the issue is. However, if you are very concerned about it and curious, you can set up a say, can you tell me why you do that? Okay. Well, wait a minute. That's so that's so are you suggesting you wouldn't say anything, but you would say why do you dress like a hooker? <laughs> no, you you don't you don't ridicule them. I my my comment is, don't ridicule them. Right. Say, why do you dress like that? You don't look like you're a normal person. Oh, well, you know, come on. Okay, I got you. you no, no, I, I, I get you. That to me, that makes sense. Like if, if, uh, if some lady named Kate is wearing like hooker clothes, I would say, hey, I'm not ridiculing you, but why do you do this? That you know. What is wrong with you? It's kind of hard to describe. Now. No, it's not the way that you're putting it. Oh, I just, I, I said, well, just you don't mind it. Let it go. I said, don't what you make a comment. Wait a minute. I said, the, I said what you said. Yes. 
you know, if you saw my like, hi, how you doing? Sit down for a cup of coffee with me and all uh, that. Yeah. And you know how you do it. Yeah, I would, I'd be like, hey, you know, you, you, you're the best looking hooker I've ever seen in my life. No, you're going too far. <laughs> the word, the word hooker shouldn't even come. Oh, out. don't say hooker. I got gotcha. you. Don't say nothing. Okay. All it's right. just a hi, how you doing? Okay. All right. I'm all about it. That's I. I wanted to clear that up. Uh, Kate feels the same way, and uh, she just wanted to uh, get your input on that. Okay. Okay. I mean, the old thing is saying, "Mind your own business." I'm sorry. It's a good thing. Well, I'm sorry. What? What? What was that again? Mind your own business. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right, Dad. Hey, you guys, uh, so then that is officially the end. I love you All so right. much. Hurry up. Okay. I'll talk Goodbye. to you in a few days. Bye-bye. There you go. Oh, my God. Yes, that went spectacular. So what he's saying there is you need to tell these people that they look abnormal and ask them why they're doing that. You know, he says, don't refer to them as a hooker. So when Kate walks in and I'm going to say, so, hey, I'm not going to ridicule you. I'm not going to call you a hooker, but uh, what are you doing right now? And she'll be like, what do you mean? And then, you know, that question will then lead me to, well, how you're dressed. And uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm empowered. I'm a woman. I can do what I want. I can dress however I want. Okay. Well, yeah. What I meant by that is you look like a GD hooker. Um, so why do you do that? That's what my dad is saying there. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm just letting you know, I'm not the one force feeding this to you or him or putting words in anybody's mouth. I'm just basically saying, uh, what he said and explaining it to you. All right. Okay. So you had to have felt somewhat sheepish and bad when he was explaining about how much joy you bring him when you participate on Dear Meathead, right? You had to have. And moments ago, I had to, it was like pulling teeth, getting blood from a stone, trying to get you to participate in this segment that we've done for Five years, five, and you suddenly went, eh, fuck it. I'm going to take it for granted and be an asshole. Uh, yeah, fuck that. Uh, yeah, entertain me, Eric Zane. Dude, make with the ha-ha. Come up with, your, come up with it yourself. No, it's an audience participation bit, you dumb fucksticks. I'm not like a fucking monkey to dance for you, and nor is he. You need to do this. It's a group effort. And we just had one of our best, one of our best dear meatheads of all time. And you owe it all to me. You owe it all to me. God, I am. You guys are so lucky I'm here. Oh, shit. Am I great? What what an effort. That's what champions do. 
That's what I am the Dan Campbell of podcasting. Dan Campbell took a ragtag bunch of practice squad players and beat the best team in the NFC the other day. Today, I sat down here to do this show, and with Dear Meathead, I had a pile of shit in front of me, just like Dan Campbell. You all woke up today and said, here's a pile of shit. Here's, here's a cup of shit, Eric Zane. Drink up your shit. And, make, and you better be funny with it, fuckhead. That's what you did. And you know what I did? I shined. God. I, I can't. I don't know how I get greater, frankly. All right. I got to take a leak. And then I got to get back to the story about the NFK. I got to talk about this weirdo bunch of hostages that were freed in Haiti. Remember this? That, that uh, oh my God, this story, I, it's been buried. No one's talked about it. And that there's, there's some real elements that need to be talked about. An awkward moment at the YMCA yesterday. Holy shit. There's so much more to talk about here. Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid NEV. Uh, longtime sponsor of this show. I remember the moment when I was doing kids' food basket um, volunteer work with you all, and Megan was there, and she said, hey, I'm serious. We have a family-run car repair business, and I think we can sponsor the podcast. And I was like, well, yeah, that's a great idea. Here we are, years later. You know? Um, By the way, they have some great plans coming in the future at Irvine's Auto Repair. I won't say anything more than that, but, man. They, I am excited for them. Uh, as is with all of the sponsors. The way I describe this is when the needs of the audience meet the message. That's when it all comes together. So when I talk about the sponsors and your need pops up, uh-oh, I've got a crazy uh, a warning on my dashboard. I don't know what this means. I better call Irvine's. E-R-V-I-N-E-S. E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Irvines.com. Servicing all makes and models of domestic, Asian, and European cars. Hybrid, electric vehicles. uh, Regular cars. About the only thing they won't work on is a Volkswagen. Go to their website. Check out their Google reviews. I love them so much. And it's worth the trip. If you're like kind of out on the outskirts of the metro area here where I live in Grand Rapids, it's still worth it to do this. Okay. A, you're helping a sponsor of the show, which helps me. Uh, B, they're the best. The absolute best. Dealerships, when they get in the weeds because their knowledge base only goes so far, they turn to Irvine's. I am not, that is not a bullshit made up statement. That's the truth. 616-532-6600. 616-532-6600. I also have, under the umbrella of the Eric St. Show podcast, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. If you ever need a mortgage, you're, you want to buy a home, you want to refi, uh, buy a second home, you're a property owner that's renting things out, you need a mortgage person. You need a mortgage team. It's not just Mario. It's a team of people that work with Mario backed by the lender, Van Dyke Mortgage. They've got so much money to give away. 231-332-6505. 
Not all people who are looking for a mortgage have the same credit score. Some are great. Some stink. That happens. Flush that. Who cares how you got there? All you know is right now, you have a pile of shit for a credit score, similar to me with questions for Dear Meathead today. Okay, so you have the shit. Mario, 616-532-6600. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's Irvine's. Mario, 231-332-6505. Hello, Mario here. Yeah, Mario, I have a pile of shit for credit. What do I do? Okay, well, what's your credit score? It's horrible. Hmm, okay. I might be able to get you in into the worst loan in America. That's a high-interest loan, but it is a loan. And I can get you into a home. Because of your shitty credit score, that's the best you can do. Either that or nothing. You choose. I'll take the shitty interest rate. Okay. They get you and your broke ass fixed up with it. Pay on time, jerk, for 13, 14, 15 months. Your credit score has gone up 80 points. You're still in the dumper, but you're going to get a better loan on your first refi than what you had. Pay on that for the same amount of time. You're better, but you're still scum. Pay on that for the same amount of time. Lo and behold, do what you're supposed to do in the first place. You know, pay your bills and you will have a great credit score in due time. Is it an overnight process? Hell no. What took you a month to wreck is going to take some time. But Mario will hold your hand for you because you're such a dumbass. All right. All these jokes are tongue in cheek. Two, three, one, three, three, two, sixty five, zero five. And all um, truth, honesty, you know, sometimes it's not your fault. Bankruptcy, bad credit. Uh, you get your identity stolen. Divorce. Holy shit. Uh, two, three, one, three, three, two, sixty five, zero five. Today's Little League Day for my friends at TC Paintball. Uh, round up the kids because you're on summer break and go there. All you need is to bring yourself, fill out the waiver, throw some money at Rick for the group, and uh, three hours of ridiculous, over-the-top fun. Open every day during vacation for the kids. TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. And it's not like you're just running around crazy, just shooting people in the face. You have the refs and the game masters who are like, I need you five over there. I need you five over there. Here's the rules of the game. When you they give you a safety chat about how everything works to make sure that you don't get hurt or anything like that. It's all taken care of. Turnkey event. Awesome fun for the kids. Group outing. Bachelor party. You name it. TC Paintball in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The best. And we need to pay, uh, plan TC Paintball war number... 17, 18, what is it? Oh, I forgot again. All right. It's time to go tinkle. Hold on. Zildjian says, so why won't you play with Mitch and his team? Uh, I made it clear. You're not listening. I can devote some time for something like that, but not the amount of time that he is requesting. Corey says it's too cold. No, it's indoors. It's an indoor event. 
I don't want to commit to something that long. Okay, excuse me. Excuse me if I'd like to be here with my family. Excuse me, I'm such an asshole because I'd like to spend time with my dogs and my wife and my lovely brother-in-law and get material to talk about the show. I am not backing down from that. And now I'm going to, it's not three hours. He says it's three hours. It's not three hours. Do you want me to pull up your text message? You pay. Why is it that today and this show in particular, everybody is trying to get in my shit? Hold on a second. Eric, I might need you, buddy. Jason Mays can't make the last event in March. Do you think you get a league? Can you fill in March 20th? I'll even buy you the jersey, and I have an electronic gun you can, you can, you can use. Call me later. I wrote, thinking, a ah, couple hours, I'd love to participate. I got nothing going on that day, according to the calendar. Then, he says, it's a full day. First game starts at 9. Depending on how well we do, we could be there till 4. No pressure, Eric, but it will be fun. Okay, now, you say here, dickbag, it's three hours, what are you doing? And you started off by telling me here it's not three hours, it's seven hours. Do you realize that I have one of the most ridiculous uh, uh, cases of ADHD on the planet. I would be losing my shit if I had to stay in one place for seven hours with you idiots. Oh my God. No fucking way am I sitting in one place for seven hours. No. Uh-uh. Is not happening. No way. Rick says, you are so fucking high maintenance. Bullshit. Well, maybe. Tarantula Farmer says, you said you can do three hours. Come on, man. Why don't... Why can't... Why, what is so wrong? Why is it such an ordeal in this day and age... To say, I'd rather not. I, You know what? I love you, but I'm going to pass. Every day, every single day of the week, someone tells me no. Every day. And do I sit there and go, no, come on. You said you would. No. Why? What's wrong with saying no? Why can't I say no? Is that so bad? Unbelievable. This is officially my last podcast. I can no longer do this anymore. I am retiring. Bunch of assholes. Hold on a second here. March 20th. Okay, I'll do it. 
You're such a bunch of ass. And now I, I am committed. I will do it. I am committing to you right now. It is set in stone. Play paintball with Mitch. You know what? I will even right here, right now, commit to the fucking day. I will commit to however long it takes. I am giving in. I am waving the white flag. You've done it. You've broken me. I will do it. Aram can't believe it. He says, wait, it's all the way out in March. Yes. Are you suggesting that I don't value that, that I value the time less when it's way out? Is that what you're doing? All right. I am fully committing to this endeavor. And I will uh, be good at it. I will be an excellent paintball team member. I will not be a pussy like all of you idiots. Uh, I don't know anything about this other than it's a paintball tournament against other teams that probably are much better than us. Adam is quoting Alice in Chains songs. Your weapon is guilt. Corey is mocking me because I threw a temper tantrum. That was not a temper tantrum. That was me simply defending myself. That is not a temper tantrum. Chris says, good God. Now we got to hear him whine about it for the next three months. Oh, I wouldn't dream of that. I would not dream of that. All right. Rick has three months to train you like in dodgeball. All right. Okay. So there you go. March 20. I will be participating in it in this damn deal. Uh, Patriot Nick says, don't worry. It won't be all day. They suck and we'll be go. You have never seen us play. You don't, you've never even been to one of these. Shut up. Rick says, I'd be glad to help him, but can you imagine the excuses when I invite him to a clinic? Since you caved to them, I will sponsor two at the next paintball war. Well, you're very kind, Terry. Patriot Nick says, I'm on your team, asshat. You are not. How are you on my team? You're coming in for the paintball war? Is that what I'm understanding? That's not true, is it? All right. Enough of this bullshit. Enough of you. You know what? I'm in such a pissed off mood right now that I need to bust fuckhead Stu's balls about this crazy shit he was discussing on his fucking podcast about being kind of annoyed with me that's the vibe i got because i played his rant that was on patreon i need to explain to this moron the favor i did for him Stuart, i'm podcasting oh god of course you are okay put it on like not bluetooth all right hold on a second man Hold on. Oh, much better. better. Much better. So great. Uh, what part of the state are you in? I'm in Petoskey. 
Okay. That's far away. It is. I heard you talk about, and I couldn't agree more about that shithole that is the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> it is a shithole. In my perfect world, I envision one of those pure Michigan commercials with a B uh, 17 bomber bombing the Upper Peninsula. I'm all about giving it back to Wisconsin. They're attached to Wisconsin. They can have it. Do you remember that there was a time, probably, I know it was before you and I were born, when we didn't have to worry about these animals because we had no bridge there? (laughs) Yes, keep them up there, isolated. If you think about it, back when Michigan became Michigan, when they, like, annexed the land, why didn't they just make the Upper Peninsula part of Wisconsin? It stands to reason. It had to do with the Battle of Toledo. And uh, Michigan fought Ohio and uh, something to do with Toledo. So Ohio got Toledo and we got the UP. Well, you None mean, of it makes any sense to I, me. Why would we want it? It's there's there, At the time, the only way you could get there was by a stupid boat. Sure. It had to do with timber, you okay. know, cutting down all that wood up there. Okay. You, you know how UPers love wood. Yes. Yes. To them, it's gold. <laughs> yes. You know? Their clothes are made out of wood. Assholes. Yeah, pelts. Yeah, forget it. I hate it up there. It's not for me. Several things I want to touch on, Stu. Um, Oh, boy. Three job interviews, one of which you weren't even interested in the job. Correct. Why? The question is being asked by audience members of this show and me. why, Why take the time to sit through the interview? You can you can never go wrong with having another job interview, finding things out about the job. Maybe I'd have the interview, and then I'd be like, "Oh shit, maybe I do want this job." So there's it's, nothing wrong with it. The that, guy was going to meet with me. Uh, I'll meet with you. That's, and uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie, Zane. I I look at these as opportunities as uh, for me to work on jokes. Okay, I can. De- well, I've talked to you about you could do a whole podcast about your job uh, escapades. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's been a bad two years. What, didn't you drive a truck that the door didn't even close? Yeah, that was a big worm. Big worm. And then you had some lady that people, I remember you told me that your first day you walked in and said, hello, I'm Stu. I'm your new employee. And then as the guy was about to speak to open his mouth, some crazy bitch stormed into the office and said, I hate you. Fuck <laughs> off and die. I quit. Yeah, that was big worm. That was the lady who was supposed to train me on how to do the job. Yeah. Uh, I love that story. I love that so much. And then you got some lady who was really nice, but I think she smelled. Uh, yeah, there was something interesting about her, and she had only been working there for two weeks herself. So, um, yeah, that job was the best. Do you think she was dying on the inside and you were smelling <laughs> rotting organs or something? She uh, she was from Jackson, Michigan, so oh, that okay. tells you everything about right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And then Stu... Okay, so I listened, and you talked about the idea of me playing the rant from the Patreon. Yes. Okay, and then I was like, wait a minute. I'm not entirely sure he's appreciative of me doing that. I I think I stepped on your toes, or you feel that I stepped on your toes. No, 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 no. I'm fine with it, man. Like, you know, uh, Pellerito asked me if he could send it to you, and I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I know you love it when I 
have right. a stroke and lose my mind and I have a meltdown and I sound like an asshole. Yeah. I mean, m- m- people seem to love that for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, it's great. And, uh, so there you go. So I'm not, I'm, I don't appreciate it. Or I mean, like, it's not that I don't appreciate it. I do. I thought, well, I thought you were like, you indicated because you said it like, well, that, that was meant for Patreon. I got the impression that you didn't mind, but you did kind of allude to, hey, that's supposed to be for Patreon members. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that you do on your Patreon that, like, this is for the people who pay, right? Okay. Now, with that being said, you then followed up with, man, I struggle with trying to uh, find new listeners. Yeah. Well, you know how to find new listeners because that's how I, that's what I did. It's, it's the point is you share a little snippet of something Oh, and if you want more, and I even said, if you want more, folks, you got to check out Stu's Patreon. And then I provided a link for it in the show notes. And I'm like, this fucking dummy has no clue what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, of course I don't. Yeah, Stu, you got to, on on, on the free LMNO podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to take, okay, before, at some point during the LMNO podcast, You've got yeah. a, you've got one in the chamber. It's this great story. Let's just say it's a hypothetical story about yeah. some guy who's got a hypothetical name like oh I don't know Patriot Nick, okay. <laughs> and let's say uh-huh. in this hypothetical fictitious world, Patriot Nick uh, does he live in the UP? No. Well, yeah, actually he could. And and Patriot Nick has moved from Maine to the UP, and he's now the leader of these disgusting people. All right. I'm with you. And so he walks around telling them to not get a shot and talks about the Liberty Bell and talks about uh, the signing of the Declaration of Independence and communicates to these animals and grunts and groans. Okay, so you have that in your chamber. And then on your Elemental podcast, you're going to say, folks, wait till you hear this story about this asshole named Patriot Nick. Then you give like 80% of the story. And then... You keep the last little bit for the Patreon. Then you repeat all that shit on the Patreon, but you're telling it better because you've already told it once. And then you you lay lay down the lumber and then boom, that's how you drive it, Stu. I can't believe I have to explain. How the fuck? Why am I explaining this to you, Stu? You know what the fuck you're doing. I know. I'm lazy as fuck, Zane. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I also. How's it going, man? That's going very well. And I also took a uh, 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 plenty of time today to encourage the audience. Instead of promoting my Patreon today, I promoted yours. Oh, thanks, man. You, you, I I'm encouraging it. them to go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash L-M-N-O podcast. Yeah. And throw five bucks at Stu and try it out sure. for a month and listen to his Patreon where he loses his mind and, and goes crazy. And, and, that, and that's it. I, I mean, that's how you do it. Sure. It's one less I smoke a mocha in your life. Right. And stop Just begging. Give it to me. No more begging. You're That's begging. You have to stop begging. You have to go into that like it's the greatest fucking thing in the world and that they're pieces of shit if they don't buy it. <laughs> Speaking of pieces of shit, man, are you giving away food tomorrow? Yes, dude. Thank you for mentioning that. We've that's got good. 100 meals to give away. I know you're big on the charity stuff and helping people. You've been doing that. Kind of like since you got started, you were you're yeah. you're one of the OGs of podcasting, Stu. How many years now has it been? Seven or eight? It's been longer than that. It I'm has. Sure. Yeah. Wow. 
I remember yeah, when awful. you would come into BBL and you'd say, yeah, I got a podcast. And I was like, what's that? I, I, <laughs> I, I like barely even knew what it was. And now you're the king. Oh, God. Give me a break. Come on. <laughs> okay. It's good, though, man. You have two dogs with you today? No, I don't have the dogs with me today. Okay, sometimes you have to on those long trips to the UP. Yeah, the UP was like a 13-hour day, so oh, I brought the dogs along. God, Stu. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, any more interviews I need to know about? No, no, just the three yesterday. And then I know you had encouraged me to apply for that radio gig, but no fucking way. <laughs> you mean you don't want to be part of uh, Joe and the gang or whatever it is? or No, I get I love Big Joe, and yeah. he's a talented dude, yes. and uh, he's good. I just I could not do that show. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy, man. It's uh, yeah. it's it. You're right. It's it's yeah. just not. You're you're suited for something a little more natural, a little more aggressive. Aggressive too, <laughs> but I mean that's and that's natural. <laughs> sure. Does, uh, would that apply for that job? Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I think he would. He would apply for it. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they take them. Yeah, I think typically the way they do it, especially on stations like that, is you have to have a a, a lady, and the only way they're because yeah. that job is probably paying legit twenty one thousand dollars a year, right? And it's fifty hours a week. Yeah. And um, so the only person who would be willing to take that is a person new in the industry. So you'll get a very, yeah, a very green person who's just dying to make their mark on the world. And then um, at age 24, she'll be selling her body for money (laughs) and she'll be strung out on heroin and um, she'll be found. She'll be dead. She will be found dead. And move up to the UP. Yes. She will be um, being uh, treated poorly in the UP by those animals because of right. radio. That's how it goes. So. Hey, uh, get, getting back to your giveaway, do you need any help with that tomorrow? Well, yes. We always are looking for people. <laughs> a lot of it is standing around, though, because it's quite yeah. literally from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. is staging the food, putting, uh-huh. and we have, we'll have plenty of hands. I plan on, this is my role, get there and scream at people. Nice. I'm just going to go there, but it's always fun because there's coffee, there's cocoa. The folks from the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance are there giving away food. Um, You might be able to find the next Mrs. McAllister. Uh, Seriously, some of the Zaniac women who um, are, it might be uh, wanting to do it with you because you're such a superstar. They might, they might give, go behind the building and give you a HJ. They are DTF. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, I'll have to. Uh, I'll. Uh, it's on the Patreon. It's another dumb story. It's a Patreon story. Crazy Wait a minute. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll, Hold I'll, on I'll a second. Here. Wait day. a second. Are you telling me you've got something great on the Patreon? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you have a story? You have a story to tell on the Patreon. Oh yeah, I've, I've told it on the Patreon. It's already it's there. It's uh, got some weird emails from people. So wait a minute. So on your latest Patreon, someone did something, sent something to you that you reveal on the Patreon. Yes, concerning Not the latest one, but it's it was a couple weeks ago. Just kind of nonsense. You see, DTF stuff. Oh, but women wanted to have sex with you. Sure. Really. 
Yes. Okay. See, Stu, this is this is perfect. This is what we're talking about here. <laughs> but you you got to sell it even more. You got to make it. You really got to amp up the, your game here on promoting this shit. You got to well, you got to scream it from the fucking mountaintop. They got to hear this story about some local whore who wanted to suck your dick. <laughs> it wasn't even a local whore. Okay. Well, fucking A, man. Stu, I have not had anything like that on my Patreon. I can huh. tell you right now that if I got an email from some person who said, Eric Zane, I want to suck your dick. All right. Not only am I talking about it on my free Patreon, I'm posting it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm going yeah. to the sign out front of my church and I'm going to put it on there. <laughs> I'm going to announce it at the hockey game. Hey, welcome to the Griffins game. Uh, the Griffins take it out of the Toronto Marlies. I've got a story in my Patreon coming up later on tomorrow about some lady who wants to suck my dick. Check it out at Patreon. You know, you, you got it. I mean, come All on, right. Stu. Right. Get your head out of your ass, Stu. You're better I, than that. I'm not good at this shit, man. You are, too. You are, too. If it's worth doing, uh, what, what did my dad used to tell me? Son, if it is anything worth doing, it's worth doing well. For fuck's right. sake, Stu. Get my shit together. All right, I'm with you. Okay. I'm glad we had this talk. But thanks for the pep talk, Dad. Do you know how much I love you? I love you, too. You make it sound like it's a burden when you say it like that. <laughs> it's difficult for me to say anything. <laughs> All right, Stu. Have a good one. Be All safe. Right, Be safe thanks, on the road. Man. I'll talk to you later. See you, bye. This is McAllister. Just offering advice. The only way I can. I am far from perfect, but I am closer than everyone else on the planet. That is why I am the greatest person who has ever lived. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Like an hour ago, I said I was going to take a pee. Uh but I might just pull the plug. Um, no, I got to do this one story. I must, I've, I've been teasing it for too much. Uh, Bennett flooring installation reminds you that if you are ripping up the old stuff and you want somebody to install the uh, professional stuff, install the new stuff professionally is what I'm trying to say. You must reach out to them. Get a hold of Jacob Bennett. Call or text 616-318-0167. That is 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. Wherever you are in West Michigan, that's who you reach out to. This allows you to take care of all that grunt work that they could do and will do if you ask, but you're going to save yourself a ton of money because you're doing that yourself. Then they show up, they measure, all right, and then they install what you purchase on your own. And what I recommend you buy, new sponsor, Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home, the discount outlet. Now, there's two uh, places you can shop. The main store, which is Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home. A lot of what you do there, you like meet with a professional, you spend some time. Hey, this might look good in this room. They're showing you these uh, computer images and mock-ups of what your room might look like and things like that. You're taking a lot of time. 
And then they, they're giving you choices. And you say, oh, man, that Shaw flooring looks awesome. I want to put that vinyl plank in. It's really great. Okay, now there is a uh, supply chain issue and everything has to be ordered. It's going to take a little time to get that in. Um, so, But order it and then that's it. Okay, that's one thing you can do. But what they really want me to stress to you is this. Just a little bit to the west of that on the same road, Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. Behind Little Caesars is the discount outlet where Zaniac Kent dropped the E out of you. Meticulously works. This is not like a showroom. They have a small little show area when you walk in there. But basically, you walk into the warehouse. And there's so much inventory. Because the main guy, Darwin, spends his every waking moment getting great deals on huge shipments of the most popular brands and styles from all of the major manufacturers. So where it's made, ships, uh, trucks get shipped out full of the flooring, and it goes to Kent at the discount outlet. He goes, what the fuck? What am I going to do with all this? And then he has to unload it all and display it as best he can when he's Packed into flooring, head to toe. You as a consumer walk in and say, oh my God, how is this so cheap? That's because fucking Darwin bought all of it. He gets it cheap. You pay very little. Isn't that incredible? I love this so much. It is truly a discount outlet. Now, full disclosure, there was a time when uh, Johnson Carpool went floor and home was looked at as kind of like a higher-end, higher price point. The people that owned it sold it to Darwin, this floor guru who then said, all right, we can still stick to the original business model, but I want this discount outlet to be driven home, okay? It's a different brand. That's how it works. They're right behind Little Caesars. Go get your flooring there when you need it. Finally, before my tinkle adventure, uh, head to Bosco's Pub in beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. You can find them online at boscospub.com, B-O-S-C-O-S-P-U-B.com. You can see exactly where they are on their homepage. Uh, they're right in that area of Hudsonville called Terra Square. The menu is available online. This is a one-sheet menu. And you will notice that the burgers are displayed prominently. They are second to none. And they are affordably priced. If you get a burger and fries down the street at Red Robin, you will pay twice as much. At Bosco's, their motto is, fuck that. Um, an unbelievable selection of great burgers. The Luigi is the one that half black Neil had, which, get this. This grilled Angus steak burger, which is all of them, by the way. The, the patty is, is just exquisite and seasoned perfectly before cooking, of course. You cannot, that's what Gordon Ramsay says, you cannot season a cooked burger. It must be seasoned appropriately beforehand. The meat does not get thrown onto the grill cold. I learned this from uh, Doug, who owns Bosco's. 
Yeah, our meat doesn't go onto the grill ice cold out of the fridge. Why? Because you get a raw burger. What are you talking about? The outside cooks, the inside's still raw. Temperature's got to be raised a certain amount of degrees before you put it on the grill. Oh, I had no idea. I know. It's because you don't own Bosco's Pub like me. On this Luigi, they put, uh, let's see, pepperoni, grilled mushrooms, marinara, and then three mozzarella sticks, like fucking Lincoln Logs, and then the bun. It's like, it's like this. Incredible. Even longer than uh, half black Neil's future pecker size because of his heritage. I can't even get behind that. So stupid. What an asshole. All right. Thank you to Bosco's Pub. Go there for dinner. They're not open for lunch right now. That's really bums them out. They, they, they need more employees. Uh, unless they've changed because it says 11 a. Okay. It says 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday. That might be updated. I hope so. If that's, if that's the case, they haven't told me. Might want to tell the guy. Anyway, I'll get to the bottom of that. Anyway, Bosco's Pub. Call 616-300-5600. Okay, there is an intermission. I've never had an intermission this late in the game. But I'm going to go tinkle. All right, right on time. Right as the music was winding down. How great is that? Terry says, I peed twice since he mentioned having to. And I have both of my kidneys. Yeah, I was holding it. There's no question. That was affecting me. I don't know. Um, I think I uh, I can still hold it okay. I just have to pee more frequently. Um, there's really no way around that. By the way, my left nut still hurts. My spermatic cord. You're like, what? Yeah, in case you don't remember, after the surgery... I remember like three days after I, I met with Dr. Grish and he's like, okay, any, any, this is like, you know, days after. So I go, ah, uh, yeah, I, the, my left testicle hurts. Why? He goes, well, there's a thing called the spermatic cord. And I don't really know exactly what that is. I think it's kind of like a, uh, a fibrous uh, conduit that holds blood vessels and any other various, uh, uh, things to like maybe even the um, uh, vessel that transports jizz all kind of like you know like when you open up a, a wire and you can see all sorts of other wires in it it's like that the spermatic cord and he says yeah well I really pull on that spermatic cord I go oh well what'd you do that for because that's part of the surgery I go well it's, it's my ball still hurts this is okay it should subside well it it uh it's not as intense now, but I still know it. I mean, I still know it's there. It uh, if I if I touch it, it's like ooh, just feels a little bit wonky. That's the only side effect I have on this. Which, by the way, I got a phone call from Jen Shi. That is my sweet uh, uh, nurse's assistant who calls me every six months. 
And uh, she has the greatest accent ever. She's Asian. And uh, you know how you can get canceled for doing an Asian accent, but I don't care because she's got, it's hilarious. And I love it when she calls because, hello? Hello, Eric. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Never better, Jen. What's going on in your world? Oh, we we are great here. We are great. We are great. How are you feeling, Eric? I go well. Uh, my spermatic cord is still a little bit of a uh, has a bit of wonky wonky nicks uh, wonkiness to it. Oh yeah, did you talk about you talk to Doctor Grish? I have. Yeah, I I talked to him. And well, what did he say? Well, he said uh, it should go away, but here I am a year later, and it's still. Oh dear. Okay. Well, listen. We need blood work, blood work from you, Eric. Okay, what are we? Uh, what's going on? You have to get to Quest Labs and forget the blood work to follow, follow, follow up. I go, okay, thank you so much, Jen. And then she sends me the paperwork, and then I go over to the blood Nazi, and then they uh, determine that I'm fine. Do you also have nurse something Wong? We too low, holy fook, Captain something Wong. Still incredible. Um, so before I got into deer meathead, the NFK is so, I don't even want to call it nosy. It, it comes off as nosy, but you know, he's kind of got a screw loose. So I figured out, I need to tell him where I'm going all the time. And he appreciates that. And there have been times when Diana have been and I have been out on like a Friday night. And because he goes to bed at like 820 every night. Just before we go to bed. And we come walking in from like going to the movie or something like that. And it's like 1030. And he's still up. And I'm like, hmm. He is worried. And uh, so... Diana has been getting, she gets annoyed with him when he's asking where we are and shit like that. And I go, it's flattery. You, you got to understand he's very concerned about you and, and me, this is his worry. So you're helping him. If you inform him of what the fuck is up and he likes the, 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 the family atmosphere of somebody, Hey, uh, I'm heading out and I'll be back. He's very loving. Uh, you know, I, I only give you stories about him smearing feces on my refrigerator. Those things do happen, and I will continue to tell those stories. But this is a loving, loving man. Make no mistake. I know this because he kisses me. And I'll be sitting there minding my own business, like eating cereal, and he'll come up and just grab my fucking face and kiss me. And I'm like, oh, God. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I can just picture the amount of crap on the side of my face and just chewing tobacco and dripping all like ah oh, fucking shit no and I'm like oh I love you too he always says I love you Eric I love you Eric I'm always, I love you too I love you too so there's there's uh th- that's the real core of the relationship here you only hear the stupid parts because they're hysterical always wants to know where I'm at always wants to know where Diana is when Jackie and Justin are coming over what they're doing where's Madison Diana's walking down the stairs. I've told this story with her suitcase to go to Florida. I go, have you told your brother where you're going? 
no. I go, you're dead. She's actually walking out to the driveway to get picked up. He gets pissed if you don't tell him you're going out to rake leaves. I'm not kidding you. And uh, so she goes, I go, uh, I actually said a lot. I go, Diana, have you told? Uh, no, I said to Kevin, I go, Kevin, did you know that uh, you you knew, right, that Diana was going to Florida? He looks at me like he's seen a ghost. And he goes, no. I go, oh, yeah, Diana, um, did you not uh, tell your brother that you're going to Florida? And she goes, um, yeah, I, I thought she's lying. Yeah, I, I, I thought I did. I thought I did. He goes, you did not. He's looking at her with a stink eye. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you're dead. You're so dead. He goes, you don't tell me fucking shit. So she wants to go ghetto on his ass. I look in her eye and I can see these two staring at each other like lions on the Serengeti. In one corner, the NFK, 60 years old, chewing tobacco between his cheek and gum. Feet like a fish. Feces on his hand, left hand fidgeting like crazy. The other end of the room, 55-year-old lion. These are two lions. It's like the anti-vaxxers squaring off. They're lions. She knows she should have said that, but she also heard him address her in a way that she's not comfortable with. So that's all she gives a shit about. She wants to kill him, and it's her brother. So she's ready to tell him to fuck off. And I can see it. I go, uh-oh, you did it now. You didn't. You don't tell me fucking shit. I'm like, oh, no, fuck, it's going to happen. I got to get my phone out. Why am I not recording this shit? Fuck, no, no. She bails. She doesn't. She turns around and walks away. I'm like, oh, no, my God, fuck. Son of a bitch. We were so close to a legendary moment. We were so close. On days that Diana has to go to the school, sometimes she will leave the job and go directly to the YMCA to work in the kids' zone. It's a secondary part-time job. We're not rich. We're not radio people anymore. We actually have to work. Um, if she, in the morning, she has to tell him that, Hey, after work, I'm going to work. He'll say to me, it gets to be the time that she normally comes home from school. You ready? Working at the YMCA today. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th I think she is. Mm, she didn't tell me. I go, Oh my God. Are you serious? I'm like all concerned. I'm like on his side. I go, oh, fuck. Well, I'll text her. I'll let her know, man. And he's like, oh, he's so pissed. Shit. Yesterday, she goes to two stores, Target and Walmart or something. And she's in the kitchen. She goes, hey, I'm going to Target. To me, I'm going to Target and a Walmart. I go, okay, whatever. She's gone. A little bit later on. He comes walking up to me. He goes, did Reddy go to work at the YMCA? And I go, 
Um, no, 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 she didn't. Where did she go? I go, she told me she had a couple stores to go to, some errands. Like uh, Target and Walmart. He goes, she didn't tell me. I go, what? Oh, my God. Pause that story. I ended up texting. There's more to that. I ended up texting Diana. And I said, did you not tell your brother where you were going? And uh, she says, well, no, I didn't address it directly. But I said it in a room that out loud to you in a room near where he was. And I'm like, well, that doesn't count. What? He does it when he's looking at the TV for 14 hours. He's not actually paying attention to it. He's just staring at it. What the? F- yeah, how do you expect him? I mean, his mind's already, uh, he's already about to snap just from doing that. How do you expect him to, to glean that from a conversation that's going on that he can only hear? What? You know how this is. Why do I have to explain this to you? So she's pissed because he wants to know where she's at. I'm like, you can't be pissed at that. It's just, you can't, I mean, come on. You know, he's not dealing with a full deck here, right? So back to when I broke the news to him, I go, yeah, she ran some errands. He goes, she what? I'm like, yeah, um, Target and uh, Walmart. He goes, well, I hope she's not getting more toys for those kids. Talking about her grandkids because they got a ton of toys. I go, yeah. He goes, he goes, they already got toys up the ass. Like, who describes the Christmas bounty for the grandkids as toys up the ass? You kids got toys up that they're eight and six. They've got toys up their ass. And I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, on its surface, it looks like he's nosy as fuck. It's just he's got a screw loose. That's pretty much what it is. Why, why am I, though, the one? I'm the hothead of the bunch. I'm the idiot. I shouldn't be the one who has to uh, tell people to be patient. I'm the last person you ever want to hear saying, you got to remember to be patient. Uh, Josh writes, Toys Up the Ass. Is that the name of that Reddit dude with the YouTube channel? Oh, you're talking about Captain underscore subpar on Reddit. (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Jeremy here, Captain Subpar. I want to break. Let's get a moment with Captain Subpar here. I'm glad you bring that up. Oh, so horrific, this guy. Welcome to my stream where I break down. We're going to break down this gun here. So he's uh, he's unboxing some toy and playing with it. All right. I think I got my sound. Okay. That's that. Okay. I think I got it. I think I'm ready. I don't think I will be doing this wrong. All right. We got to watch this ad. Three, two, one. 
Okay. We picked this up. He has unboxed this fucking gun. Look at the thumbnail. Note the fucking thumbnail. Holy shit. He talks. Don't worry. How long does this thing do this for? Is this the whole video? It should be noted that this 214 views is like twice as many as I get. It just goes on. Hold on. Let me back up. Hey, everyone. Wait a minute. Doesn't he talk in this fucking thing? Okay, I got to get one where he's talking. Because this is the whole video. The whole video is just winding up this stupid fucking toy. Okay. He's unboxing this stupid card game. How do you not put a shotgun in your mouth after you... Don't you have so much guilt after you do this? Don't, aren't you disgusted with yourself that you get, you, you, you get a fucking Japanese uh, a, a sword and commit Harry Carey on top of the card game? How, how does that not happen? Look at what? Look at... What? He's... Oh, my God. This is a child's toy, and he's acting like it's something like that adults would do. This is, this is disgusting to me. Ugh. Uh... R.D. Verville says, this is kind of creepy. Oh, tell me about it. This guy is my harshest critic. On his OnlyFans, he later blows a load on the cards. My God. 
Listen to the heavy breathing. That dude is totally fighting off the urge to beat off during the <laughs> videos. <laughs> oh my God. There you go. I, okay. I'm urging you to cause mischief. What you need to do is go to the free beer and hot wing show subreddit. So it'd be reddit.com slash r slash fbhw click on any one of the things they're talking about and if you see captain underscore subpar that's the guy who beats off onto the power rangers and then you know say something about that this guy is an absolute lunatic public nuisance says they banned me yeah, you got to be subtle about it. You you know, you you might if you say it the way I just said it, you will get banned immediately. But uh so, you know, choose wisely. Choose wisely your words. Oh my god. Okay. Where am I? Horizon Hydroponics H O R I Z E N hydroponics.com. Uh, you're growing indoors. That's who you need to get a hold of online. The experts for any type of products for your indoor grow. And when you're right in the middle of it now, and I hope it's going for uh, going well for you, you know, people who do this, maybe growing, uh, growing cannabis indoors. This is a, uh, the amount of support you have from horizon hydroponics when it comes to knowledge base and products that will help you is inexhaustible. Go to the website, shop around. Hey, what does this do? I don't even know what this does. There's a phone number right there. Call them. A real live person will answer the phone and talk to these people. No matter where you are in the U.S., you can have it shipped to you. If you buy $250 or more worth of uh, products, it's shipped to you free. Or you can buy it online and pick it up at any any one of the four brick-and-mortar locations. Uh, Two in West Michigan. And then one in Kalamazoo and one in Lansing, Michigan. And for all online orders, whether they're shipped to you or you pick them up, you will save 10% with the coupon code ZANESHOW at checkout. Thank you to Horizon Hydroponics and happy growing. Um, my policy shop insurance with Frank Fuss. I've been talking about Frank for almost six years months now of all of my sponsors i had a uh, kind of like a challenge in front of me and you the audience have responded you've listened to what i've told you about how effective this is not everybody but those in need have and that's all i've ever asked for some of you are like well maybe i should just try this out let's just say this if you have insurance on your home or your car or what your health insurance, whatever it may be. You could very easily save yourself hundreds, if not more dollars every month on your insurance policies. There's a way to do that. And you don't have to do anything more other than reaching out to Frank and saying, all right, uh, give me a quote on all of this. And he'll show you, this is what you were paying. This is what I can give you for even more coverage 
on all of these things for less money, a lot less money. Think about that. Why wouldn't you at least let him do his job? It doesn't take you. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is text 616-914-4070. And te- it'll, Frank will see it on his phone. And uh, uh, you write, Eric Zane sent me. Can you help me? That's all you have to do. That's all I'm asking of you. And this doesn't cost you a dime. You can take care of anything insurance. Now, I use Frank um, most importantly for my health care. Uh, when it comes to the pol- the policy that I get from Obamacare or healthcare.gov, he does it for me. I used to do it. The first year I did it, I did it incorrectly. I had to change my family doctor because it was so screwed up. I did it wrong. I filled out the form wrong. Frank does everything for you, and it's free. 616-914-4070 for anything insurance. I'll leave you with this before I get to the asshole of the day. Okay. I'm walking around the YMCA. And I've got my team meathead t-shirt or team knucklehead. Uh, damn it. Team knuckle dragger uh, t-shirt that the, the boys gave me. That has nothing to do with this, but that's what I was wearing. And I see a, uh, a lady, the lady. Behind the counter, she's the one who cleans the machines. And I go, I think I know her. And, uh, but I'm like, I don't know if, if it's correct. I think I know her, but I'm going to get a closer look. And uh, it just so happens to be that this person who I think it is, is uh, extremely attractive. Very attractive uh, uh, lady. And she has a twin sister. These two that I've known for decades. But I haven't seen either of them in a while. But I know them. But I can't tell if it's her. Um, And so the reason why I bring up that she's attractive is because she's the type of attractive that it wouldn't surprise me if creepy fuckers stare at her. Now, I look like a creep. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't quite determine if this is who I think it is. Um, I'm going to get a closer look. I'm going in. So I go walking by her. She doesn't look at me. I'm like, get some Kleenex. And I'm, I'm pulling the Kleenex out of the thing, and I'm looking at her, and she looks up at me. Eye contact. I'm like, oh, no, dear God, fuck shit. She thinks I'm an asshole. She thinks I'm some kind of sick rapist. But I got enough of a look. I go, that's not her. Um, now I said they were twins. Even if it's one of them, I don't know which one is which it's either Chris or Karen. And, uh, one of these two, Chris or Karen, the really cute brunette twins who, if they catch me looking at them, are going to think I'm a rapist. is married to my pal, Tori, who lives on the next block. I can see his house from mine. Tori's the guy who's a former Grand Rapids cop, and I've told the story about the guy who had a horrible lung cancer. And um, they did that remarkable surgery where the doctor, like, removed his chest plate and set it down 
and then removed his lungs and set them down. It's still attached to his body. Like, quite literally, this guy's unconscious. The, uh, what is the name of the procedure? This physician's name. Was it Sugarmaker? It was a doctor whose name was Sugarmaker. Sorry, I'm getting bogged down in the minutia of this story, but it's really cool. I've told it before. Is it Sugar Baker or Sugar Maker? It's Dr. Sugar Baker. This guy pioneered this surgery. And this was his mindset when he came up with this cancer treatment. Because Witten's, the interior of his lungs, the lungs are in like a cavity. Um, the cavity that the lungs set in is riddled with cancer. This is a decade ago. Uh, in the past, they'd um, give you chemotherapy intravenously, and then they'd blast you with radiation, and then you die a painful death. It's a horrible cancer. And the term riddled with cancer is this. Like if you are looking, in, if you're inside of that cavity looking, you're like, you know, inner space size looking at the walls of his um, lungs or the inside of the lung cavity, it's dots. Each dot is cancer. And it's quite literally thousands on the inside of this cavity. I'm going somewhere, somewhere with this. It's, this is a side story. Sugar Baker, the procedure cuts him open, pulls the lungs out. And he then, his chest cavity where the lungs are is, a, is like a bread bowl. And he takes the most powerful chemotherapy liquid medicine known to man and, and pours it like with a pitcher inside of him and marinates the inside of his uh, pleural cavity there with a hydrogen bomb's worth of chemotherapy and lets it sit. And they go, all right. I'm going to lunch and sugar baker leaves and all the other residents and the nurses are just keeping an eye on Tori as he uh, marinates in this. I am not kidding you. There's all sorts of uh, nuance to it about what the concoction he creates based on the various um, uh, tests. But how amazing is that? So it quite literally obliterates all of the cancer. Though it sounds ridiculous, this takes a lot less life out of the person who's getting the treatment. It's one shot. You only have to do this once. And then he puts them back together like Humpty Dumpty, sews them all up after his lungs are back, recovers for a long time in the hospital. He might have had to do this twice. He... Witten has been through the ringer. Um, and he's still alive today. He's still swinging. He's had many, many years because of this surgery, which would have killed him otherwise. I think he's, uh, he's kind of just laying low these days, but occasionally I'll get a text that will say, hey, dumb fuck, come get your dogs or something like that. And I'm like, oh, shit, sorry. 
Or he'll say, hey, I have O'Neal in the garage. Come get him. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Well, anyway, he's married to one of these hot twins. And I'm uh, wearing my mask in the gym and I'm staring at one of them trying to figure out if it's her. And I assume it's not. But this woman is like, who is this rapist? Five minutes later, I'm face to face with her. I mean, like, we just happened to bump into each other. And I committed. I said a name. Now, this is just like me to fuck this up. Typically, it's like me to ask, hey, are you? And I said, are you Chris? Always. 99 times out of 100, she's going to say, no. I don't, what? Huh? And it's all weird and rapey and disgusting. And I feel like an asshole. And then you all laugh at me. And she goes, yes. Hi, Eric. And I go, oh, my God. I can't believe I got it right. I did it. I actually did it. I go, hey, are you Chris? I said, just like that. She goes, yeah. Hey, hi, Eric. I go, oh, my God. It's so good to see you. How are you? However, I don't know if this is Witten's wife. Or if this is Witten's sister-in-law. I, I've lost track of who's who. So I'm like, okay. If this is Witten's wife. I, I'm not sure. But if it is Witten's wife and I don't say, hey, how's Tori doing? It might be. But then again, I would ask Witten's sister-in-law, hey, how's Tori doing? So I, I still won't know. So I decided I'm just not going to ask. I'm just not going to ask about Tori. Which I, I was like, the whole conversation was like, I was like kind of fidgety. Like, should I ask? Should I not ask? And then, thank God, I go, uh, she goes, hey, I go, how long you work here? She goes, I just started. I go, oh, that's incredible. You know, Diana works here. Oh, she does? Yeah, she works in the kids zone. You two will probably see each other, slap five. You know, but again, I've known her for 20 years. Um, and then, uh, you know, the conversation wants to continue, but I, I, again, I don't want to ask about Tori because if I say, Hey, how's Tori? She could be answering like as his wife or as his sister-in-law. I just don't want it to be weird. And if there's God forbid, any bad news, I, I want to get the fuck out of there. I don't want to hear it. I'm like, Oh, fucking shit. I shouldn't have asked. But then she saves the day and says, you know, just getting ready. My, uh, she goes, yeah, the kids were so long or so, so young. I remember back those days. And now my daughter, which is Jackie's age, is going to have a baby. I go, oh, really? She goes, I'm going to be a grandma. I go, that is spectacular. Like she saved the day for me. Everything went right in this conversation. This could have been a total disaster. But I was like, oh, my God. That is spectacular. When is that? When is that? And then I'm like, I'm safe. When's a baby due? February. I go, oh, that's that's right. She goes, and you know, I mean, she's uh, the, the daughter, her daughter's name. I forget what she said. She goes, and she's come so far, you know, I mean, from having cancer to, uh, to, to this, you know, she's just blossomed. And not now. And I go, of course. Oh my God. Thank Jesus. No memory of this cancer diagnosis. I'm like, what? Huh? I almost said she did. And I am such an idiot. I guess when this young lady, who's now Jackie's age, going to have a baby, when she was like Jackie's in Jackie's kindergarten or something like that, or very young, the kid developed like 
uh, lymphoma or leukemia or something like that. And I guess there was like a huge fundraiser that like I was involved in and I have no, I'm like, so I said to Diana, I go, Hey, uh, uh, this kid have uh, cancer. She goes, yeah, when she was very young. I go, Oh, were we involved? Did, did, did we know this? She goes, yes, you were involved in the fundraiser. I go, Oh my God. I had no fucking idea. I'm such an asshole. Whew. All right. Just, it was, it was just teetering teetering on the on the tightrope of ridiculous level awkwardness and i always feel that way when i'm interacting with people it's just horrible oh my god uh let's see kyle says oh no retelling same stories and he is forgetting details dementia is starting already you know you might be right on that kyle and aren't you gonna feel like a dick when i tell you hey if it's a good story it's worth telling twice dickhead and there's so many horrible comments made by you people think we're setting a record for time we are knocking on the door of a three hour podcast truth be told i didn't talk about one two three four five key things that i wanted to talk about i will save them for tomorrow because a lot of them have video that i want you to see okay on the patreon one thing that I will talk about that I have right here that I was going to talk about on this show is John Benet Ramsey, an update on the uh, John Benet Ramsey case. Now, it's 25 years ago at about this time that that all hit. And there's some of you listening that are of age that you're like, I think I know what's going on there. But this was the Colorado community where the really rich mom and dad um. Their daughter was found dead. And it was weird because there was a note that says, we have your daughter. We have your daughter. And then Mrs. Ramsey is on the phone calling 911 saying, we don't know where our daughter is. And then they end up hours later finding the child dead, wrapped in blankets in the home. So what, what's going on there? Well, uh, that's horrible. And then there was all sorts of, it's a very bizarre, uh, bizarre uh, scenario because how this was portrayed was as uh, the young daughter, and well, the mom used to be a beauty queen, and she, the daughter followed in the mom's footsteps. And so there's all sorts of images of this very young five, six-year-old kid walking around all made up, you know, that type of deal, pageant shit. Um, and... That's not real. That's still looked at as weird today. Doesn't matter if you do it. Like my, our very good friend, Jackie green, she does that with her daughter. And, um, I don't think it's weird. Uh, but a lot of people do think that's weird. The media, especially back then they thought it was weird. So they started to, uh, cultivate the story that the mom or somebody in the family killed the kid. Fast forward to 2008. DNA evidence has 1 million percent exonerated John and Patsy Ramsey. Ramsey. Patsy Ramsey was dead before this exoneration. I mean, completely cleared, had nothing to do with this. 
Most people, and me just mentioning this, I can guarantee you there were people listening to me when I said that who said, oh, yeah, I think the mom did it. The mom and dad had, and the son had nothing to do with this. Okay. There was DNA evidence left behind from the person who did this to her. Um, so anyone in the family has been cleared of it. Um, that doesn't stop people from thinking what they're going to think. And um, so what you have here is just a horrible incident where someone was murdered, a young one, and then Patsy Ramsey dies under the specter of uh, being a, a crazy mom who killed her kids or who killed the kid. The case is still open, and there's something that's happening right now that in a lot of in some well in a lot of similar cases has been a game changer. So I, I got to talk about this. Um, let's see. Uh, Adam says it. He says, "Wow, I've thought them guilty since. No, they had nothing to do with it." And. That's why, even though the police announced in 2008, nobody paid attention to that story. Uh, when this happened 25 years ago, everybody blamed someone in the family, either Burke, the son, or the dad, or the mom, for sure everybody blamed. But they, they had nothing to do with it. And when they exonerated them, they're like, thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. So I'm going to talk about that on the Patreon. Also, this... Um, uh, Versace model who's 55 years old now and has a unique method for staying young. Actually, I might want to keep that for, um, for tomorrow's show because it's easier to share the video, the pictures of it on here. Yeah, I think I'll do that. But anyway, Patreon comes up a little bit uh, after I get this one done and get this one posted. Okay, floating time as usual. I will let you know on Patreon. When we go live. The asshole of the day. Yay, yay. Asshole of the day. Look at O'Neal. Look at him. Hello. Hello, handsome. Hello, handsome. He's got to go potty. That's why he's awake right now. You got to go potty? Head head tilt. You got to go potty? The tarantula farmer says he should be the uh, asshole of the day. Hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, we had Dear Meathead. Um, let's see. Not the shortest day of the year. That was riveting. I know you love that. My math on the great food giveaway. Uh, Dear Meathead. The NFK being nosy as hell. And then a lot of in-between fun stories. Talk about uh, Witten. Talk about me at the YMCA. Um, but to me, there can only be one. And when I say one, I mean all of you needy, lazy assholes who refused to engage my father in the one of the few things that he looks forward to each and every day when it comes to dear meathead. You have earned this by that horrible display. I had to take time to explain to you how the bit works. works. And then my dad 
told you how important you are to him. I hope you felt bad about that, you dickheads. And let's not have this conversation anymore about Dear Meathead. You know when I post and I say the day before on this podcast, Dear Meathead, tomorrow send in questions. Do you think I'm just saying that because it's fun? No. No, no, no. I would like you to participate, dicks. My God. All right. That is it for this podcast. Thank you so much. See you on Patreon. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.